MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Thursday, January 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police have arrested a man accused of killing four people in two different shootings <clears throat> earlier this month. 24-year-old Edwin Vargas was arrested last week and is facing multiple charges of murder and other related offenses. Authorities say Vargas was involved in a deadly ambush on January 9th near Roland Avenue and Guilford Street in the city's Mayfair section. Surveillance video shows several suspects getting out of a waiting minivan with guns drawn. <clears throat> they immediately started firing toward four men who police say had just come back from a trip to the mall. 18-year-old Christopher Batista, 19-year-old Miguel Degado, and 24-year-old Miguel Santos were killed in the shooting. A fourth victim identified only as a 28-year-old was hospitalized in critical condition. Police say the they marked more than 50 bullet casings on the ground. After the victims were hit, some of them were run over by the shooters who drove off in the same van. Vargas is also allegedly responsible for the first homicide of the year that claimed the life of 23 year, uh, sorry, 28-year-old Cesar Santos on January 3rd. 6ABC reported that Vargas was charged with shooting up the home of his romantic partner on December 30th and again on January 4th. Court documents show that he even left a message on the victim's voicemail that said, yeah, I'm the one who shot your mom's house up this morning. Vargas is facing terroristic threat charges and others in connection with that incident. He has a lengthy criminal record and served time in 2020 for illegal firearm possession. Police are still searching for several suspects in connection with the Mayfair shooting. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. You can call 215-686-TIPS. A total of 13 people have been arrested after a series of gun store burglaries in Bucks and Montgomery counties. Of those, 11 of them are teenagers. A coalition of law enforcement announced the arrest on Wednesday. They say the group, which includes 40-year-old Angel Mason, 22-year-old Dante Perel, and 18-year-old Liv Hall, robbed three gun dealers and tried to rob a fourth between September and November of last year. In total, 93 firearms were stolen. Just 33 of them have been recovered by law enforcement. That leaves uh, 60 firearms on the streets and unaccounted for. Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin Steele says some of the suspects are associated with a neighborhood street gang in Philadelphia called 54th Street. Hall is one of two juveniles being charged as an adult. Investigators say one of the stolen guns was used in a double shooting on 54th Street on September 29th. A 16-year-old boy was killed and a 14-year-old survived. Why do I naturally assume that a gun, st- gun store is going to be um, you know, more secure? Right? Yeah. I mean, breaking in and getting all those weapons, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Authorities say the following businesses were burglarized. Uh, founding, so that means, so they, they were probably closed at the time they broke in. When yeah. They they did it, yeah, they did it overnight. Uh, right. Founding they did it like fa- 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Founding Fathers Outfitters uh, in Lafayette Hill, Target Word Gun Shop in Chalfont, Tanner Sports Center in Warwick Township. Uh, and the suspects also allegedly tried to break into the Continental Armory in Hatboro on November 20th, but someone called 911. Authorities say the stolen guns were distributed all over New Jersey.
Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Facebook's parent company, Meta, said Wednesday it will restore former President Donald Trump's personal account in the coming weeks, ending a two-year suspension it imposed in the wake of the January 6th insurrection. The company said in a blog post it is adding new guardrails to ensure there are no repeat offenders who violate its rules, even if they are political candidates or world leaders. The public should be able to hear what their politicians are saying, the good, the bad, the ugly, so that they can make an informed choice at the ballot box, said Nick Clegg, uh, Meta's vice president of global affairs. Clegg added that when there is a clear risk uh, to real-world harm, Meta will intervene. In the event that Mr. Trump posts further violating content, the content will be removed and he will be suspended for between one month to two years, depending on the severity of the violation, he wrote. Facebook suspended Trump on January 7th of 2021 for praising people engaged in violent acts at the Capitol a day earlier, but the company had resisted earlier calls, including from its own employees, to remove Trump's account. Meta said Trump's account will be restored in the coming weeks in both on both Facebook and Instagram. Banned from mainstream social media, Trump has been relying on Truth Social, which is which he launched after being blocked from Twitter. In sports this morning. Yep. The Sixers beat Ben Simmons in the Brooklyn Nets 137-133. James Harden hit two three-pointers and had a layup in the final four minutes against his former team. And the Sixers stretched their winning streak to six games. Tyrese Maxey led the Sixers with 27 points. Joel Embiid added 26. Harden added 23. And the Sixers set a franchise record by going 35 of 36 from the foul line. The Sixers are at home again on Saturday afternoon to host the Denver Nuggets. Tip-off for the game, which will be aired on ABC, will be at 3 o'clock. The Flyers are on the road tonight with the game in Minnesota against the Wild. The puck drops at 8 o'clock. And despite leading the Eagles to a franchise record 14 wins, the number one seed in the NFC playoff bracket and a berth in the NFC championship game, Nick Sirianni is not one of the three finalists for Coach of the Year. Giants coach Brian DeBall, Jaguars coach Doug Peterson, and 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan are the three finalists for the Associated Press Award, which will be announced during the NFL Honors on February 9th. The only Eagles head coaches to win Coach of the Year since the AP first gave out the award in 1957 are Ray Rhodes in 1995 and Andy Reid in 2002. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. We're happy that you're joining us once again today. We got some stuff planned for Thursday morning. Uh, a couple of guests on the show. Uh, Vernon Reed, guitarist, Living Color, fantastic musician. Has got a show coming up at the Living Room Cafe in Ardmore. tomorrow night. It's a very small venue. It should be pretty damn cool. It is called his uh, Verntronics Tour. It sounds really cool. Yeah. You know, he does everything from jazz to punk to rock to trippy stuff. He's he's a consummate guitarist. Yeah, so uh, we've had him on before. He's a fantastic conversation. And, uh, of course, they play the MMRBQ, Living Color has. So we'll talk to Vernon around 9 o'clock this morning. Then we're also going to have a gentleman by the name of Jake Joviet. Uh, uh, Jolie, Jolie, how do you say his last name? Uh, Jolivet, but he goes Jake Jolly. Jake Jolly. Jolly. I can see why. That's yeah. nice. Uh, but if you do watch the NFL with regularity on Fox Sports, uh, when the they go to commercials in and out of the commercial breaks, you'll hear music played, and sometimes that music's like a little nod to something, or it's got a theme of source. He's got to pick some music. Yeah, that's it's kind of wild. an interesting job, a very specific yeah. job. 
And we're going to talk to him. Uh, and he'll be running the music for the NFC Championship and this weekend. The only reason he's really even on my radar is that uh, he's a fan of fish. So And he plays a lot of fish. And he, and as a matter of fact, he did the Super Bowl a couple of years back when um, the Falcons were playing. Falcons and, uh, and they uh, ended up losing to the Patriots. And as the Falcons were coming out onto the field, like yeah. in the Super Bowl... The fish was playing. I was like, well, "Hang on a second, is he playing Tweezer Reprise right now? Like, are you kidding me right now?" And and so there you go. He has the sway over all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard him play Tweezer before on uh-huh. other games. Yeah, uh, and is, uh, First Tube as well. Yeah, which is pretty cool. First Tube is a song we use for um, uh, um, traffic sometimes. Right, right, so, right. In fact, every day we use it. So. Uh, we'll talk to him. It's kind of a peek into the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on. It's a niche job with a uh, uh, super high profile. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, speaking of the NFL and the NFC Championship oh, game yeah. this weekend, we have this little thing that we're doing to give away tickets courtesy of our friends at Duncan. We have a block pool that's set up. We're going to play a game of Madden tomorrow. And the final score of that game is going to determine which block is chosen and who ends up winning tickets to go to the game on Sunday. How would you like a block? How would you like one and also a $5 Duncan oh, gift card yes, yes, for yes. your trouble? Yes. 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 So I tell you what, we will take uh, callers 10, 11, and 12 right now, and we will give you blocks to possibly win tickets to the game on Sunday. Whoa. How about that? Awesome. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to give those away all morning long. You know what was great yesterday? It was trying to explain to Pierre <laughs> what a block pool is. Oh, my goodness. Casey, you know. even after the show, even when at the end of the show on air, we tried to explain to him what it was in a very simplified way. Casey had an extended conversation <laughs> with him afterwards. I said, did... did. Eventually, I was like, "Don't worry, but just give away blocks. You don't. Yeah. Ha- you don't have to know how it works." You know, Bill came down. <laughs> Bill came down and said, "Don't worry about it. Just uh-huh. do it." Yeah. Uh, so uh, everybody's on board to give it away, and you can also do it online if you text the word Duncan D U N K I N to three nine three three three. We will send a link to you. Yeah, and then you can uh, get yourself signed up that way as well. So we're I love this. Excited about yeah. it. and tomorrow exciting. morning. Can we reveal, do we have both of our competitors? Yes. Tomorrow, so it's going to be uh, um, Brent Selleck and... Freddie Mitchell. And Freddie wow. Mitchell is what he's been more than 26. Freddie was at the uh, Sixers game last night. So they will both be in our studio tomorrow morning. They're going to be in the Acme Lounge. They are going to play yeah. Madden. <laughs> we will have a force first quarter score that we will uh, give a $100 gift card away from Duncan. And then the same thing for halftime. And then for the third quarter, each one of those will be a $100 uh, Duncan gift card. But then... For the final score, that will be for the tickets. So we will randomly pick the block for you. And it's going to be, what, like in the low 50s? 51 degrees on Sunday. I mean, come on. Yep, 51 degrees and cloudy. No uh, precipitation in the forecast. Great day for golf. It could be a good day for (laughs) golf. We'll see. All right, anyhow, uh, let us take a break. Come back in a second. And the entertainment report is up when we return, as well as the stupid questions. Stay with us. We won't be gone long. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with... Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available on select areas. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question. We're getting away. Take a seat. Practical Jokers. They are performing at the uh, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion on Friday, February 3rd. The question that I will pose to you is this. Upon the Long River is the English translation of the name of which U.S. state? Huh. All right. Let's see if you can come up with that answer. Upon the Long River is the English translation of the name of which U.S. state? 215263-WMMR. Call if you happen to know the answer to that, or if you can look it up quicker than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll see if we can get a prize. Well, right? it was a search engine. Yeah. No. So we'll go through some uh, birthdays today while we are awaiting your answer today. Uh, being the 26th day of January, Ellen DeGeneres uh, turns 65 years old today. I still love her. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Despite uh, there was a, a sort of a kerfuffle with her backstage treatment of some guests, yet other people came to her, her defense and say she's nothing but awesome. Yeah, it wasn't like a clear cut everyone hates her. So cut. I was like, I no. don't know. I think I'm siding with the other people. And with the death of uh, uh, Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. 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 She posted like uh, it was a, apparently a dear friend of hers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She. Yeah. It, it seemed like she was heartbroken. I remember her initial response. I was kind of like, Oh, all yeah, right. Well, yeah. that was short and you know. But then uh, in the leaks, the weeks uh, after that, she had posted a lot. She posted videos of him. And, I think she needed yeah. time to process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Very sad. Yeah, so uh, 65th birthday for Ellen DeGeneres today. Uh, great actor, David uh, Strathern, or Strathern, I guess is how you say his last name. He's one of those guys you're like, man, that guy has been in everything. Yes. So in uh, a League of Their Own, he's the guy who organizes the league, gets it together. In Dolores Claiborne, he's the abusive husband. Uh, in L.A. Confidential, he's the pimp in that. Um, he's been in The Bourne Ultimatum, The Firm. Uh, Lincoln, Temple Grandin. He's just like loads and loads of movies. Just a solid actor. That's a great career to have. If you can yeah. be that that sort of um, you know secondary character actor that keeps getting employed. Yeah, and he does. And then you know what he uh, yeah, and Dolores Claiborne. Uh, he he played a horrible, yeah, despicable character, and, yeah. and he can do both. Like you know, very very convincingly. Yes, seventy four years old today. By the way. Uh, you also have a birthday in Scott Glenn. Ah, yep, he is uh, 84 years old today. Uh, the right stuff is yes! the movie. It. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he plays. Um, oh man, now uh, Shepard, Alan yes, Shepard, yeah. in the movie. Uh, he's great in the Hunt for Red October. He's the he's the captain of the American submarine. First time I ever saw him in a Dallas. movie was a was a made for TV movie called Gargoyles. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and that goes way back. And then Urban Cowboy. And he's also, Steve, he's in Apocalypse Now, but he does not speak yes. at uh, all in Apocalypse Now. He's uh, like the commando who was taken in by Brando's character, and he just stands there holding a rifle with that thousand-yard <laughs> stare. Right. That's Scott Glenn. He's got the yeah, yeah. He's got the, the camouflage on his face. I never knew he was in that movie. The person they did, a, there was this uh, website did... Um, 
just from war movies alone, people who were didn't get any lines but were in the movies as GIs who later went on to do big things. Okay. And so they go through a whole bunch of movies. I need to yeah, see yeah, that because yeah, yeah. uh, he's one of them. But uh, so many great movies, The Silence of the Lambs. Training uh, Day. Uh, Training yeah, Day. Oh, my God. His interactions so with De- Denzel and those scenes in the house. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but it's their... Um, Tight. They aren't playing part cheesy. They're man. not, and he can and continues to act. I mean, at at an, a pretty advanced age, yeah. he still gets roles. Man, he is. Wait, uh, is he? Oh, uh, did you already? Did you mention Daredevil already? No, no. Okay, is no, he he's Daredevil? Great. Yeah, he's yeah. he's the one who teaches. He's the blind. He's guy. the instructor. Yes. Uh, or wait, is he blind? He is he's blind. blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's uh, and flashlant. Been a long time since so I've seen that, but he's flashlant as well. But, yeah. Well, why not? He was gay. <laughs> <laughs> He's 84 today. Uh, the great Bob Euchre <laughs> has his birthday. Yeah, uh, Mr. Belvedere? Yes. Yeah, that's right. I forgot he was on that show. Steve, you ever seen uh, Norm MacDonald uh, tell he, Bob Euchre oh, stories? He, Norm MacDonald, adored Bob Euchre. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. So we'll go on Letterman, and if you get a chance, you're scrolling through Instagram or whatever, uh, watch Norm's stories about Bob, because he does a pretty good Bob impression, but Bob, every other word that Bob tells is, is an F-bomb, and he tells his story about Mr. Belvedere, and it's just, <laughs> I, I, I have never do it justice by trying to do an impression, but they're very, very funny. And uh, he gave us the immortal line, which is still used to this day just a bit outside uh, for major league movies. Yeah, nobody's paying attention anyway. <laughs> yeah. Out of hell with it. I love that. Nobody's listening anyway. Uh, he is 89 years old. What today. hit? Bob Euchre. Well, talk about a guy who took a fairly mediocre professional yeah. sports career and turned it into his his uh, his jewel. You that know? was a predicate for everything. Uh-huh. Is that uh-huh. I'm substandard, but I love yeah. it. Yeah. And in fact, was it the Miller Lite commercials that, yeah. that kind of launched him I'm into pop in culture? Yeah. And Car- yeah. Carson as well. He was on Carson a lot, and Johnny yeah. loved him, and he made Johnny laugh. But he played for the Phils for a little bit. He spent some time in Philadelphia. You know, that was a campaign, uh, a years-long campaign, Miller Lite, that, I, that yeah. is worth going down a rabbit hole on in YouTube, I think, sometime. I've never done that because you had... Everybody from uh, you know him and and um, um, oh man! Uh, uh, by the way, I'm I've total brain fog today. I'm, I'm sick, but um, uh, boom! Uh, yes. Oh, uh, Madden. John Madden. Madden, Madden started yeah, yeah. in those Miller Lite commercials and all that stuff. There's tons of people <laughs> through the years, but Euchre was a was definitely a mainstay. Uh, he's 89 today. Uh, the greatest of all time, Wayne Gretzky, the great one. <laughs> Uh, turns 62 years old today. Did you almost play music from Wham? I, well, I got that coming up. No. Okay. Uh, I, I, did. Easy, I started <laughs> to fade this up uh-huh. and he was about to hit it. Again. And when I said, you know, I'll explain his birthday in a moment, but uh, and then he faded it back down when I said Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I quote Wayne Gretzky. Actually, I've quoted him a whole bunch this year because I coached my son's basketball team. Okay. And I said, uh, and a lot of people will miscredit Michael Jordan for saying, uh, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. But so I had these kids that like will... They, they balk on taking a shot. I'm like, dude, just take the shot. I don't care if you miss it. There you, you go. Have an open shot, take the shot. And, you know, I said, you know, the greatest of all time said, hey, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. And you tell him, no high sticking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no cross checking. <laughs> he is uh, 62. And whatever you do, no slashing in basketball right, either. Yes. Uh, Andrew Ridgely. Wake me up of uh, Wham, the other part of Wham. Uh, he and George Michael, it was their band, and he turns uh, 60 years old today. I saw a documentary on him. Oh, sure, yeah? Like a half hour. 
He's living the life, man. He he was great. Yeah. He he was great friends. We George Michael as you well would well imagine. But went on to do all sorts of other things. Invested wisely, and uh, he's living the life. What I've never looked into was who got the writing credit for the Wham hits. Did he and would George to- write them, or were they written? They sound like maybe they're written by somebody else. You know what I mean? Like pop heads? I don't know. That's Um, a good question. Because sometimes in that pop realm, you have multiple people writing songs and getting them into into the hands of those who can make them into hits. But I think it was George Michael himself who wrote most of that stuff. Okay. I I don't even know. He said his singing voice sounds like is he the one who's going to do it the gear book? Is that him? <laughs> He's, he, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I thought he mainly just played the guitar. Okay. I, I don't know. I want to bust out into dance every time, like oh, with, yeah. like you do with the uh, the jet song, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, Franz Ferdinand. Yes. Uh, yes. You like, know, we should do, Kathy. We'll go over to one of the service stations and have a gasoline yeah. fight, like in Zoolander, because they Come do on, it guys. to this. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like a good like. You can do like a jive to this. Like, yeah, this is a yeah. This is a good one. Uh, so, happy birthday, Andrew Ridgely, who is uh, 60 years old today. So, George Michael was the lead vocalist, primary songwriter, and played keyboards, where Ridgely co-wrote songs, played guitar, and performed backing vocals. Love uh-huh. That's him. Alright, and then uh, there are eight people celebrating a birthday today. They are the Suleman Octuplets. Oh my gosh. They're your favorites. <laughs> Listen, I like the kids. Yeah, they, their it's not their fault. sucks. Nadia Suleman was <laughs> the name, right? How old are they now? They're 14. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Octomom. You know what? They look pretty together. Good. Like, uh, good for them. I hope so, yeah. Uh, so, happy birthday, everybody. If you know any octuplets, wish them happy birthday today. Alright, let's see if we can get an answer to a super question this morning. Upon the Long River is the English translation of the name of which U.S. state? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Jason to see if he knows the answer. Hi, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jason. Uh, Upon the Long River is the English translation of the name of which U.S. state? Connecticut. Connecticut Ah. is correct, yes. You pulled a fast one there, didn't you? Hang on, Jason. Some people thought it was Mississippi. That would have been my guess. No, it's Connecticut. And I'm not sure. Is it, it is uh, an Indian, uh, yeah. Native American? Mohegan Pequot. Okay. And it's Connecticut. And uh, since Jason got that right, we're going to give him a pair of tickets to see Impractical Jokers Drive, 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 Drive Tour, which is presented by the Preston and Steve Show. It's coming up Friday, February 3rd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Uh, so we uh, chatted at length about uh, Jeremy Renner yesterday and the fact that he broke 30-plus bones Yes, uh, once all said and done. But the snowplow accident occurred because he was trying to save his nephew from harm, apparently. According to a Nevada Sheriff's Office incident report obtained by CNN, uh, the Avengers star was towing uh, his grown nephew's car out of the snow. When the Pitsonbully snow groomer began sliding, apparently, and that caused Renner to exit the plow without setting the parking brake. Oh, man. Uh, the Washoe County Sheriff's Office report added, although the Pitsonbully had some mechanical issues, it is believed based on our mechanical inspection that the parking brake would keep the Pitsonbully from moving forward when Renner attempted to stop or divert the Pitsonbully to avoid injury. Uh, to his nephew, he was pulled under the vehicle by the track, and then he was run over. So I guess it was just a mistake that he made in the in the, in the heat see. of something happening. You know? Yeah, we talked about people you know jumping out of their car 
um, and uh, forgetting to put it in park, mm. you know, for particular reasons. So this is a, a similar situation. Uh, additionally, the brake light indicator inside the cab was broken, which may have been a factor in the accident as well. So they're going to look further into that, but it, but it potentially could have been the fact that he didn't set the parking brake properly. Well, you know, when you get so a lot of the new um, uh, rigs and a lot of new cars have that sort of, uh, you're in neutral and park, you know, like it's sort of this, uh, and I find that confusing because I, I have a definitive park in my car, you know? Uh, so, yes, there's been a couple of times where I've had to sit there and go, if I was in somebody else's car, am I legitimately yeah, in yeah. park or not? Yep, I know exactly what you mean. Netflix has issued a statement after contestants in its Squid Games inspired competition series complained about the show's filming conditions. A variety reports that a small number of contestants needed medical attention <laughs> on Monday after a game of red light, green light played during Britain's cold snap caused health challenges. Uh, the streamer said in a statement obtained by the outlet, uh, we care deeply about the health and safety of our cast and crew and invested in all the appropriate safety procedures. While it was very cold on set and participants were prepared for that, any claims of serious injury are untrue. Yeah, what was it? What was the temperature, do they say? That no, doesn't say in this yeah, story. I'm I mean, not really sure. This, and this is a game about endurance, is it not? Uh, I believe yeah. so. Uh, according to the report, uh, fewer than five of the 456 Squid Game, the challenge contestants required medical attention. One participant was believed to have injured their shoulder after running into a wall, and others were treated for mild ailments. So... I don't know what the I think it's what a big thing. About it. Yep. Uh, former couple Sean Penn and Robin Wright were recently spotted together in public for the first time in six years oh. at an L.A. airport, more than a decade after their divorce. And pals are concerned for the actress. Why? Sources close to the situation revealed that uh, pals are urging the Princess Bride star to steer clear of the notorious Hollywood hothead. Because he's sexual dynamite. After the airport reunion, the exes were seen together a second time at a meeting in Los Angeles. According to an insider, they said Sean and Robin have been getting close recently. Uh, but the worry is that Robin will forget all the reasons she broke up with Sean. They are both single right now, and they get along great, a source said. Sean has always said that Robin is the love of his life. He regrets many things that happened during their marriage, and he really enjoys spending time with her now. That's something that happens, right? So you're, you're, you're seeing all the good things up front. Oh, yeah, I love that about that person. I love that about that person. And then when you spend time, you remind, uh, you remind yourself why you hated their guts. Yeah, typical rebound. Yeah. Uh, Penn and Wright, who share daughter Dylan and son Hopper, wed in 1996 but split 14 years later amid lots of finger-pointing. Uh, sources reveal the exes are now uh, commiserating after Sean divorced actress Leela George in uh, 2000, I don't know when. It I says, don't remember that one. It says 201. All right. <laughs> so that's a, they really they went the distance. They went the distance. distance. Yeah. And Robin divorced businessman Clement uh, Giardet, uh, or Giardet, I don't know, last July. Uh, Sean and Robin never stopped loving each other, toward the, said the you. insider. Uh, but it was a flawed relationship. Uh, she was walking a dangerous road. In 2014, Wright described her divorce from Penn as devastating. Huh. Um, so, anyhow, uh, Wright, by the way, in her divorce from this guy, uh, was awarded her clothing, jewelry, and other personal effects. In addition, she was awarded a home in Santa Monica, a property in New York, a BMW, all her artwork in, in there, her possession, and assets related to her career. She also got the Vajazzler. She yeah. got a Vajazzler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, that went out of fashion, it didn't did it? It did go out of fashion. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess. why she wanted it. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Ryan White, the director of Netflix's Pamela Anderson documentary, says she's nothing if not honest. Uh, ahead of the release of Pamela, a love story coming up on the 31st, uh, the same day as her memoir, Love Pamela, comes out. Uh, some of the anecdotes she shares in the projects have leaked out and made some headlines this week. Tim Allen had denied a story that Anderson tells in her book about him flashing her on her first day of home improvement in 1991 after telling her it was only fair because he had seen her naked in Playboy. Uh, Anderson doubled down in a response saying, it's a true story, and she meant no ill will toward Allen in telling it, but was illustrating uncomfortable situations that she faced during her career. When people write books, you know, these kind of books, they are really pressured by publishers to find something that they can release in tidbits, you know, so these things start to come out. So this probably was, in her reckoning, a fairly innocuous part of the book, but that they they wanted to get out. You know what I'm saying? Soon after, Sylvester Stallone called it, quote, completely untrue that he offered her a condo and a Porsche and asked her to be his number one girl in that era. Hey, be my number one girl. Uh, number she had, one is pee-pee. Uh, she, oh, my God. What's number two? Yeah. Uh, she she's told the Stallone story before in 2018 with an outlet noting at the time that his rep didn't respond to request for comment. Uh, Pamela, a love story director, White tells uh, Yahoo Entertainment uh, that he is not surprised people are denying things as the release date of the project draws close. However, he said, what I will say is Pamela is honest. She lives her life in the most honest way I've ever seen. He's very honest. He said her North Star's honesty uh, to a fault. And I think she just cannot be dishonest. So I would put my money behind any, anything that Pamela Anderson ever says. Uh, having spent time together making the documentary, including at her home in Ladysmith, British Columbia, where she moved in 2020, White said that Anderson doesn't do things to get attention, just doesn't do things to make money, famously turning down a deal for $5 million after her home video with Tommy Lee was stolen and sold as a sex tape and never made any money off of it. Uh, he said, Pamela has never been a chess player when it comes to fame or money. It's just not interesting uh, to her. And she's what interested about huge hooters, huh? <laughs> in living really authentically, though, out loud and encourages that and honesty in everybody. And, you know, a lot of these things, the truth sits somewhere, you know, between, you know, and I'm, I'm sure something akin to what she says happened, happened. And, you know, it, it wasn't as bad, but I don't know. And I don't care, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, by the way, the documentary uses uh, videos and uh, journals, the, her, her own personal stuff, uh, to tell the story growing up in Canada and then, uh, you know, how she went through her childhood and in becoming a, a star and all that stuff. It's depicted in the series pretty, uh, I think, it, it's it's really kind of a, a cool story, her rise all the way up, um, you know, being kind of just picked out. You know, uh, she was working in a, in a fast food place, and then she ended up at, a, at, a, at a, a football game, I guess it was, yeah, in the stadium, and the camera focused in on her, and she was immediately approached mm. and offered a, a contract. Yeah. Uh, Pamela Love Story comes out Tuesday at 3 a.m. Uh, on Netflix. Her memoir, Love, Pamela, goes on sale the same day so, as well. I'll wake up a little earlier. and then yeah. 3 a.m., that's all you got to do. Uh, Chelsea Hender claims that she didn't realize that she's been put on uh, Ozempic. Just to lose a few pounds. Uh, the comedian told the Call Her Daddy podcast on Wednesday that her anti-aging doctor, quote, just hands the diabetes drug out to anybody to drop five pounds. You can get an anti-aging doctor? Uh, she said that she had no idea what she was on until she had lunch with a friend who was talk taking the drug and experienced similar symptoms such as nausea. And after the conversation, she realized she was taking Ozempic. So, um, I don't know. She got a doctor to uh, prescribe it and didn't even know it. 
Uh, Steve, this is for you and I. I doubt anybody here is going to remember this guy, but I was sad to see this actor, Lance Kerwin. Yes. Who rose to fame in the 1970s through television series like Salem's Lot and James at 16 has died. He was 62 years old. I loved uh, that show, James at 16. I loved it. It was a great show. It was one of the first to kind of really feel like real. Yeah. You know, in that yeah, level. They, they, they took on some, yeah, yeah. some real topics and, uh, and and maybe what a, a teenager was really about. Is it um, Dad, can I talk to you for a second? It's kind of <laughs> yeah. a little yeah. bit. We have, we have yeah. <laughs> Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? minute? I have a yeah. strange discharge. <laughs> and then his sister comes in. Oh. And that's just as equally Mother, yeah. Yeah, I can't play it. Um, so, yeah, they first had James at 15, which were, yeah. were hour-long specials, and then it, it created a show, James at 16. But I, I love that. Curran's daughter, Savannah, announced his death on Wednesday, confirmed that he died uh, the day prior. Cause of death was not provided. Uh, Curran was a California native. He got to start in acting in the 70s through his mother, who worked as a booking agent. His father worked as an acting coach. He was a natural. His first major series was uh, 1975's The Hamley Holvac, but a year later... He broke through as the star of Michael Landon's autobiographical drama of a teenage bedwetter yes. called The Loneliest Runner. Do you remember that? I do remember. So his, his mother to shame, this is from Michael Landon's own story. Yes. His mother to shame him because he was a bedwetter would hang his piss-soaked sheet out the window. And so he had to run home from oh school God. to be so that the other kids wouldn't see, see it. it. Yeah. And, and, and in that... He ended up becoming a long distance runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he got so good at running home mm -hmm. that his mother was psychotic. Oh, a lunatic. And there were several other people that were really mean to him. And it was Michael Landon's own story. It's his it own really, story. It really yeah. happened yeah. to him. And I remember the end of that, Steve, uh, if you remember so, Michael Landon worked at a movie theater and the, 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 the manager was just really cruel to him. And Landon came back to the town years later, a legit star, and they were going to be debuting a movie at that movie theater. Right, right, yeah. right. And as he comes walking in, the manager comes up and he starts kissing his ass. And he goes, by the way, I see that there are three light bulbs out on that marquee. I expect to see those replaced by the time we get out of the movie. And I was like, what a great line. <laughs> yeah, what a, what yeah, a great yeah. sting. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, so he starred as, as the, the, the lead role in that. In 1977, he portrayed the role of James in two-hour uh, in two hour made for TV film, James at 15, which focused on the trials of a uh, Boston high schooler. Uh, and then that created James at 16, which was a series. And then Steve, he was in Salem's Lot. He's so good. So he is, he's the main kid in Salem's Lot. And he, he's, he goes throughout the whole, it's about a four hour movie. They had it as, as a, I guess they called it a miniseries at the time. Yeah. But he, he's great. It's, uh, he and David Soul are the, the main, you know, protagonist. That that series terrified me. I love terrified it. Terrified me. That's Toby Hooper who directed uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So good. Um, and then um, he uh, he went on. He did, he was on like you know Little House on the Prairie, and ABC After School Specials, and does, Wonder Woman and stuff like that. Did you see what he died of? Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, but he uh, he worked sporadically in the eighties. He left Hollywood in the nineties and then became a, a youth minister. Uh, and that's kind of what he ended up doing. Uh, but uh, after the news of his death. He was remembered by fellow child star Ike Eisman, who was in those uh, Escape to Witch Mountain movies. Yes, I remember those. Um, he posted something on uh, Instagram, said, I'm beyond heartbroken to hear the passing of one of my greatest friends and co-stars I've ever worked with, Lance Kerwin. Uh, he was the child actor that inspired me to be the best that I could because he was the best I had ever seen. Rest in peace, my friends. I was bummed out to see that this morning. But on the heels of that, we have a birth to mention. Oh. Aren't you happy to know that the situation has procreated? Oh, once yeah. Yes. 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 Mike and Lauren Sorrentino announced the arrival of their second child on Wednesday. You scrapped the baby. <laughs> Boss 
awesome. I didn't know you had a butthole up front. Oh, oh my God. God. The situation shared the news on Instagram writing, we got an amazing situation. <laughs> <laughs> we are beyond overjoyed to welcome our little girl to this world and join our growing family of four. The he situation. looks <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. He looks like his own mall drawing. Like if you're a mall artist were to yeah. draw yeah, yeah. Seriously, he, yes. All the features are, are exaggerated. <laughs> Yeah. The nose and the cheeks. <laughs> the whole thing. Yep, I agree. That is an adorable baby. I mean, it's just an absolute yeah. princess. Now, Nick, all he has to do is get an accountant to yeah. keep him out of jail right. you know, for tax. Don't evade. go back to jail. Yeah. Now, uh, Shamar Moore is a dad. Uh, the actor announced uh, yesterday that he and his girlfriend, uh, Jezreed Dizon, welcomed their first child together, a daughter named Frankie. That's your wife's crush, right? She loves him, yeah. yeah. I always dug that name Frankie for uh, a little girl. Uh, he wrote on Instagram, dreams come true, the rest of my life is here. So that's very sweet. I bet you he in the pituation power, huh? or the uh, situation. Maybe. <laughs> the pitch. Maybe he in the pitch. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see that too. Hey! Yeah. Hey! Hello! Um, <laughs> Kim Kardashian reportedly helped Paris Hilton through her surrogacy process. A uh, source told uh, Page Six exclusively, Kim did give her advice on IVF, surrogacy, doctor recommendations, etc., uh, the Simple Life alum and her husband, Carter, announced Tuesday that they welcomed their first child, a baby boy, together. So somehow or another, Kim jumped in and gave some advice. Is there anything she can't do? She's a lawyer. Very little. midwife. It's unbelievable. So John Legend has a few skincare secrets up his sleeve. Uh, close. One of them is not doing it alone. The All Me, All of Me singer opened up about his new personal care brand, which is called Loved One. Uh, saying that his skincare routine hinges on sharing showers with his wife, Chrissy Teigen. No, sorry. <laughs> I don't like showering with anybody else. I don't and, either. And sex in the shower <laughs> is painful. Yeah, I, I, I don't like showering with someone else because at some point, the other person has to take the, the water and then you stand there in the cold. Well, that's it's why wrong. you need two heads. Well, yeah, two shower yeah. heads would be two great. Two shower heads, but I don't know. Soaping up boobs is one of my favorite things ever. You can still do that. <laughs> Just stand outside the shower and open the door. <laughs> <laughs> A legend shared that uh, using skincare and shower time to bond with your loved ones, like his brand name implies... We'll help you stick to a routine and have more fun doing it. He said, we shower a lot together, not too graphic. What about baths? Are you, uh, have you taken baths with a, a significant other, with Rochelle? No, I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah. I don't like that either. At some point, <laughs> maybe. In a pool is fun, though. We'll do hot tub, but, yeah. uh, and that's okay. But but a bathtub, it's a little too tight. A pool offers more... Um, <laughs> What? Where it hangs down by your nuts. It's a little <laughs> too tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Up under the, back to my, <laughs> under my bunghole. <laughs> think LBJ took baths? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Always a little too tight. Yeah, I, I love making fart bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, light them. They go blub, 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 blub. <laughs> like uh, my buttholes playing bongos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, Mr. President. Are you done? <laughs> you can't leave me about the names from the, where the zipper <laughs> Ends round uh, under my back to my bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> With crotch down where your nuts hang, it's always a little too tight. Yes, Mr. President. Didn't the press secretary some point say like we should stop this interview? Uh, yeah, let's right. cut, let's cut this what one off. Whatever happened to that? <laughs> Last question. Yeah. <laughs> so the other night, I had the ambassador from Germany in the house, and I farted and I crapped myself something off. We're gonna have to wrap, Mr. President. What's that now? We're gonna have to wrap it up. Yep. Oh my God! I woke up this morning and I was just covered in my own filth. Um, so oh, we got to go, Mr. President. 
So, Anna, that he and Deacon will share products that they like with each other and uh, care for each other during their nighttime routines. He even picked up a few of her favorite products to add to his own regimen. Legend's new collection, which includes six dermatologist-approved products created to treat the needs of uh, melanin-rich skin that everyone can benefit from, is centered on reaching those undeserved in the beauty space. You don't deserve it. His brand stands out because uh, he will. Uh, it will be more accessible. The, his skincare brand will be sold at CVS and Walmart, differing from more expensive brands that you can only buy at higher-end shops. Do you get your beauty care products at uh, Walmart, Kathy? You know what? I get my beauty care products at Target. Ah. Um, yeah, I, I've tried all the expensive stuff. And, and there's nothing to it. You know what? And, and like what I have is just simple and uh, doesn't have any name. additives in it, and I like it. It works all for right. me. All you right. should drive the John Legend. Yeah. Collection when you get a chance. Or the Richard Dreyfus. Two more quickies. Uh, Once Upon a Time uh, alums uh, Ethan Embry and Sonny Mabry are set to reunite in season one of the CW's upcoming series Gotham Nights. And the pair will portray Arthur and Crystal Brown, respectively, a game show host and his wife who is battling a secret addiction. Interesting. I like uh, Ethan Embry. So do I. And then the last story that I have is Anna Delvey. Maybe under house arrest, but that isn't stopping her from hosting her own reality show. Oh, you knew oh, that was wow. going to happen. The subject of Netflix's Inventing Anna will chat with celebrities in her newly announced show. It's called Delvey's Dinner Club. Oh. I can't believe this. <laughs> you look Paul. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? The, um, the thing is, is that there's, there's literally, at a certain point, everything... Everything can potentially land you a show. The yeah. stuff that used to be stuff that you'd you'd live with regret, and you say, "Why did I do that?" Now it doesn't matter. Yeah, what you whatever, just hang a little bit. You'll probably get a show offer. Yeah. Going to jail. Yeah, yeah. we'll do it. Uh, she I, said, "There's how did Bernie Madoff miss out on a, like a hosting a game show or something." Yeah. She said, "Forty-five thousand dollar pyramid." Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it writes itself. Perfect. Come on. Yeah. Only you pay him yeah. at the end of it. Twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid scheme. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing like the, this is according to her, she said, there's nothing like the experience of bringing together a curated group of friends to share life stories, enjoy great culinary experience. I'm grateful for the opportunity to work with, uh, Wheelhouse and Butternut. Butternut? Yeah, to bring my vision to a wider audience and share a glimpse of the real Anna Delvey. So somebody was explaining why she still has traction and the, they suggested that the people who are caught up in her uh, con game yeah. are so embarrassed that they kind of don't want to admit uh, that that was the case and right. they're going to continue celebrating her because it makes them look less like idiots. Liar, whore, liar, whore, you know it. That's Just it. Insanely shallow people, man. All right, so clips. Let's do that. Natasha Leone has starred in numerous TV shows and films in her 37-year acting career, but the excitement of Hollywood is not lost on her. Here, Natasha talks about an unexpected moment at the Golden Globes while promoting her next show, Poker Face. I found out that we'll be at the table with Tim Burton, but I'm worried I don't look goth enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, big whoop, no one cares. Poker Face is now streaming on Peacock. Ryan Johnson uh, is attached to that project. Oh, really? Yeah. The director. Yeah. And friend of the Preston and Steve show. Yeah, creator. Dear friend and an actual friend. Are you listening, Bradley Cooper? All right, next clip. <laughs> The sixth season of Jersey Shore Family Vacation oh picks back up following the seemingly never-ending drama of the iconic group. And here, 
Sammy and Snooky <laughs> explain the necessity for having multiple group chats. Here we go. I know the girls have their own. The boys have their own. Because when you're talking about feminine things, I'm sure. Like, MVP, yeah, periods and babies. I thought I told you to shut up. That's two Jersey Shore stories we had in one entertainment It's almost unbearable. Uh, Jersey Shore family vacation airs night 8 o'clock, and that's on MTV. I'm waiting for Jersey Shore extermination. Yes, and that is the last bit of information I have in the entertainment report for you today. We are happy that you're joining us, friend. We have a lot of things taking place. Uh, guitarist Fernand Reed is going to be joining us. We have another special guest who handles all the music in the NFL broadcasts on NBC. And so uh, the songs you hear coming in out of uh, commercial breaks and so on, uh, it's just kind of a cool, niche little job. Uh, and obviously, all eyes will be on the game on Sunday. Yep. And uh, we'll ask him about what that's all about later on. May I take a moment? You're working hurt today. And yeah. I don't think the uh, trained ear... Yeah. Would not know. Oh, thank you, man. So, round of applause for hey. Uh, uh, uh. hey, I appreciate the acknowledgement. Yeah, I feel horrible today. <laughs> I have some kind of cold thing, but whatever. I'm just, uh, the excitement around the fact that we have tickets to give away to the game on that Sunday. I think that's keeping me alive yeah. today. Yeah. So, we'll do more in our block pool at some point. Uh, several points, actually, during the program. So, make sure you stay with us because we have like 30 of them to give away this morning. And you could win tickets to the NFC Championship game. The Eagles and the 49ers this weekend in South Philadelphia at the link, courtesy of our good friends at Duncan. We run on Duncan, so hang out. We'll be back in a moment. After two years, the strangest spectacle on snow is back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, Friday, March 3rd, at Scranton's Montage Mountain, with thousands up for grabs and cash prizes. Sled registration and complete details at WMMR.com. Come for the cardboard and stay for the Mountain Fest. Two days of live music, Mountainside. Friday night, it's Everclear. Saturday starts with some pond skimming, then ramps up with an explosive double bill. Lit. And fuel. Cap off the day with a fireworks show on the snow. Join us for a kickin' weekend at Montage, Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, and Mountain Fest. Details at WMMR.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. There's a story that's making the rounds. Um, it was at a basketball at Duquesne. Uh, this was last night, I guess. Yeah. And so somebody was at the game, wanted something to eat. And so they put in an order with Uber Eats to get McDonald's, by the way. Okay. Uh, which, you know, you can just hit the drive-thru if you want to go to McDonald's. But yeah. anyway, so they hit up Uber Eats. The Uber Eats driver, the delivery guy, comes out to the to the game, makes his way into the game, is trying to find the person, and during the middle of play, walks onto the court. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> we are not kidding. With their delivery. Now, it was at one of the corners as they're coming around the end. But still, the play was taking place, Casey, as close as you and I are right now. Yeah, the players are right there. Yeah. And he's walking onto the court with a bag of McDonald's. <laughs> the, wait, the, 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 person, uh, the person delivering the food did that? Yes. Yeah. The person delivering the food did oh. that. They were looking for the... How uh, are they even allowed in? Don't you need a I ticket? I don't know. You would think you'd need a ticket. You know, know when we're courtside for like the Sixers are doing anything, there are like nine handlers that are making sure that you don't go onto the court. Can delivery people get into a ticketed event if they say that they've got a delivery to make? Is that the golden ticket? Because I'll just grab a bag of McDonald's and go to the next concert. That might be. Well, a lot of some not, uh, and I'm not talking about like down at the at the sports complex, but some places where you're paying for parking. If you're getting Uber, they will allow you in to be dropped off at the front door. 
Okay, interesting. Oh my God! Yeah, Casey, there. Uh, that, 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 wearing Nike Dunks. He should know what's going on on the court. And and he's literally one step away from one of the players. One step away. In active is, play. Oh, it's listen. It's not like playing with I, the other end of the court. Yeah. Like it was right there. Yep. I hope that this is Steve. You and I sometimes we're, we're locking step here. I hope that this is some sort of campaign, either for McDonald's I or can't for imagine. Uber Eats or something. I, I this, this would make them look bad, you know? That, maybe, but yeah. they, maybe they can spin it. But that is, it's unbelievably ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, what? I know. Wow. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, again, this is now immortalized, this picture of him literally standing behind the guy with the ball. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, he, I, I, you know, was... He was maybe was he disoriented? I don't know if anyone's talked to him yet. Did he get, so he, did he get just, in trouble? He no, be. no, no, no. He got the d- dude got the delay. Uh, okay, and okay. Uh, the the guy got his food, and and everybody went on about that. There weren't, I you know, uh, could there a penalty be called uh, because somebody wanders onto the? Uh, but for the, who? I, I mean, I know, I know. You, for you Uber Eats, too many yeah, men yeah, in the yeah, ice. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. Too many food delivery services on the on the court. Well, maybe it's upon the um, uh, home team because they're you know. In charge of the, the or, playing, yeah. I don't know. Hell, I don't know. Perhaps that player shouldn't have ordered Uber Eats during a game, Preston. Yeah, maybe it was a player. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching. I was at the I was at the Sixers game last night, and I was watching this guy who he was wearing a Steve Young jersey. He was a you know, clearly a, a 49ers fan, but dude, he was standing behind where Matt Cord sits and interacting with the people at that table. And I was like, that is like you know, I mean, it's not Uber Eats on the court, but like these people are there. They have a job to do, right? And this dude was flat out, like, trying to... And I was like, is somebody going to, like, intervene here and get this dude out of here? He had a drink in his hand. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like get this dude out of here. We'd like to open up the phones and see if there are any people that had can share stories of uh, you accidentally wandered into something <laughs> and had no idea... And all of a sudden, you realize that uh, you're in a um, you know a board of trustees meeting or something like that, and you're like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder for this guy, is it the exact case of that, Preston, where he's he's so committed to maybe to living the food that he's like, and it just everything else blurred. Dude's got a job to do, yeah. Marissa. There's a whole series on like TikTok where people will do whatever they can to get into a festival. Like my favorite one was um, these people brought like. 10 heads of iceberg lettuce. They walked up and they were like, hey, we're delivering the lettuce. <laughs> and the security guard was like, okay. Right. And just let him into well, yeah. the festival. We've done it before. We did, uh, Casey, yeah. we, we sent him out to various places with, uh, the, the theory was if you had a, a clipboard and a lab coat. Yep. Yeah. You could get like any, through. anywhere yeah. you want to. And yeah. and we sent him to uh, the vet at yeah. the time yeah. uh, to go out onto the field to test the next turf, uh-huh. which was worked. a big debacle at the time. It's horrible. And uh, we sent you in some other places as well, but, but yeah. Not only that, but you had me try and get somebody to do a home pregnancy test on the uh, on, on the, the turf. actual turf. Yeah, yeah. And I got be. people doing that. And it wasn't until like word got to somebody inside the stadium that we were doing this live on the air. I think I've shared this before, but um, <clears throat> there was the premiere of the John Adams miniseries on HBO uh, and it was here in Philadelphia. It was at the Constitution Center and Tom Hanks was there and Paul Giamatti was there and David McCulloch, the guy that wrote the book, was there. And uh, I, I got to go down. I, I got a little bit of audio with Tom Hanks, a little bit of audio with uh, Paul Giamatti. It was a really neat night. But there was a VIP reception. And uh, if you've been to the Constitution Center, uh, there's a lot of different, like, small rooms. Yes. And I, I knew that there was a screening of the first episode of uh, John Adams, and I was supposed to go to that one. There was also a VIP screening <laughs> of John Adams with, like, some Comcast executives and some higher-ups. 
and Tom Hanks. So I go upstairs and I like had a couple cocktails and I'm wandering around the halls of the upstairs of the Constitution Center and I made two lefts instead of making two rights or whatever. And I ended up in the VIP reception area and I, I was having a nice conversation with somebody and then I realized about, I don't know, two minutes in, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Right. But there was a screen and then Tom Hanks walks in. I'm like, you know what? I've made it this far. Like, now Why it'd, be not? it'd be awkward if I left. So like, I... I did not intend on being there in the first place, but once I got in there, I was like, "I'm not leaving now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out with Tom Hanks." And then sometimes you're locked. Like yes. you talk about happening, like a like a, like a uh, conference president or going into the wrong room. Yep. And then you, you know, you, you how do I get out of here yeah, now? Right. Yeah. And if you try to get out, like if this dude that's wandering around on the court, like just. Um, made an, an issue of it, he would have been more noticed, you know? So, like, at that point where I'm in the room with Tom Hanks, I'm like, I guess I'm stuck here now, and if I try to get out, I'm gonna make more of an issue of it. Uh, there was, a, when I first started at Y100, Preston, I don't remember the guy's name, uh, but he was, like, a Street Squad member, like, one, just before me, and he accidentally ended up in the presidential motorcade <laughs> in, one of the, in one of the Y100 vehicles. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he's driving, oh, and he funny. got stuck in between, like, oh. limos and stuff? Yeah. Dude, oh we've all... Uh, how many of us have had that situation where you don't realize you've, you've worked your way into a, a train of cars going to a funeral? And I remember, like... And I remember, I just was oblivious, and I'm like... <laughs> Why are you going so goddamn slow? Turn your yeah. blinkers off. Come on! If yeah. your car is in trouble, pull to the side. So if you've accidentally wandered into something, accidentally, 215-263-WMMR. We, uh, one time, Rochelle and I, uh, we were in D.C. And we're just walking around the city, uh, just looking at stuff. And then the next thing you know, we're marching in some kind of... Uh-huh. <laughs> You're in a protest? Protest that was taking place... <laughs> To this day, I don't know what they were protesting, but we were... Thanks for coming. When were you exposed to asbestos? <laughs> what? It felt like Forrest Gump. Uh, tell us about the war, man. You know? War, oh, it's man. like it's like in Modern Family, Mitch and Cam are walking along, and they, they, they get they, they get drawn into a, a, a protest. Yeah. And, and so they're like, they don't know what to chant, so... They're like, this has got to stop because <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. I will go to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. How are you? Great, Sarah. What's up? Oh, my gosh. So I'm a teacher. I was just saying, and um, you know, end of the year, teachers are kind of getting relaxed, doing some stuff. Once greetings, then we have a lot of free time. So I had a good friend next door. We were huge Game of Thrones fans, and I was in the process of making a little Game of Thrones, the, the iron um, seat, and I was making it with clay, and I was super excited because, you know, I'm a mat nerd. Uh-huh. Super excited. I run next door to show my good friend. I bust through her door, and she's in the middle of this important meeting with our superintendent and a bunch of our administrators. And I just, I didn't know what to do. So I like kind of just hide this thing behind me and just blow so it. you're standing there the with, your, with your, your little fan art art project, <laughs> and you come busting so embarrassing. In. Oh, my God. Do yeah, you, do I've you, never seen anything like I was so embarrassed. Do you just come in and just, just follow through and go... I know, I know. You guys are talking about something important, but look at this! Mm-hmm. Yep. It is awesome. That, that was my intention, but uh, I just you know, once I saw the administrator's face, I just backed out and hoped he didn't really see really anything. Oh, yeah. I thank you, Sarah. This is a similar sort of thing. And uh, it was at one of my first jobs was for like you know when pay TV, cable, HBO was just brand new, and I was working at a place. 
And I walked in, and this is worse. Instead of walking in from the back, I walked in from the front. So I walked in <laughs> where the stage was. Steve's I, here. And I'm like, I was <laughs> looking at me. And the door, um, I couldn't get. I was like when Bush tried to leave the stage and the door. Yeah, yeah. And, and everyone is looking at me. It was like a little, little, little mini kind of amphitheater sort of setup. Oh, my God. Like, a, like a, a professor would give a lecture. Right. And I'm... <laughs> Everyone's looking at me. It was like right out of a movie, man. But you never feel like a bigger dumbass. Oh, totally. That's the thing. You're just like it's like the spotlight just yes. all of a sudden just shined on you. Uh, yeah. Our uh, guest speakers here. <laughs> I have Emily next. Hi, Emily. Morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, Emily. What's up this morning? So uh, about twenty years ago, my husband and I went to see Cake at House of Blues in Orlando. Okay. And um. We were we were pretty lit at uh, you know one point. My husband goes to look for the bathroom, and he stumbles upon this door that says Wolf's Den. He opens the door thinking it's the bathroom, and it's the green room. He opens the door. Kate is sitting there. The van is sitting there. So the van just sitting there looking at you guys. Exactly. I just look at him. He's like, "Oh, sorry." Turns around, walks away. Like, oh my god! It was. You, classic. That's when you you, you you can sort of fake it and say, um, I'm delivering ca- heads of cabbage or whatever the... Uh, <laughs> heads of lettuce. Yeah. And and you have to decide at that moment, do I do I run with this? Right. Or... <laughs> what do I do? Am I playing the, oops, sorry, get out of here <laughs> card? Uh, we have uh, Kathy next. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning, Gazooks. How are you? Wonderful, Kathy. What's up? So, 2017, of course, Journey's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. I have to be there. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Okay. Yes. Yep. So, we get there, and we go up to our seats, and it's like the first row from the ceiling. And I'm like, I cannot be up here to my husband. He's (laughs) like, well, there's nothing we can do. So, like, it's getting, you know, into the concert, and I'm getting, like, I I I can't be up here. So, we start walking. We walk. We walk. We walk. And I'm like, there's security guys everywhere. Mm. There's one guy that turns his head and walks to talk. And I'm like, come on, let's go through the story. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, but let's go see where it takes us. It takes us all the way down by the stage to the VIP when Snoop Dogg is doing Tupac's induction. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, we're down here with everybody. Yeah. And he's like, we got to get out of here. I'm like, we're not going anywhere. We're staying here. Journey's next. Uh-uh. I'd like so, to say any words about Tupac. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you grab the mic. Uh, we, all right, so, so you guys stand. What happens, Kathy? So we stand on the stairs and... Um, they were, I'm screaming like, ah, and my husband's like, shut up. The guy comes down and he says, oh, my wife has a really bad back. Can she just stand for a little bit? And they're like, yeah. We stayed there the whole time. When Journey comes on, you see me on like the DVD play now. So when you go back and watch it, Steve Curry gets up to talk and you hear it gets quiet. And you hear me scream, oh, I love you, Steve Curry. My husband's like, shut up. Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah. So there's wow. my VIP. That is wild. Fantastic. Why do I why do I have the feeling, Preston, were we in the same situation, we'd be shot. Oh yeah. 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 Good for you, <laughs> yeah. Kathy. That's awesome. Thanks. We appreciate it. So she stumbled yeah. into something awesome as opposed to being awkward and scary. Uh, uh let's see. I don't know what Steve has to say, but I'm gonna go to him. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Hey, Carpe Banana. Hey, Carpe Banana. <laughs> and a Carpe Banana to you. What's up, Steve? <laughs> So, my uncle grew up next to this shipyard, like, scrapyard, where they would break down old boats and whatever. Okay. Like, when they were kids, they would always, like, play on the boats. So, the one day, they saw this thing, and, like, they jump on it, and they go inside. 
turns out it's like a military submarine. Oh my and it god! It still had the lights on, and like everybody's stuff was in there. And like him and his buddy were like, "Oh no, we yeah. shouldn't be here." Uh-huh. <laughs> Cut to them uh, traveling uh-huh. under the Arctic Circle. Right. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, I know people. Thank you, by the way. I know a uh, different story, um, <clears throat> but they have found themselves. This, this is more of a kind of getting lost, but so we, uh, Greater for Prison is right where I, I yes. live. And there are roads that go onto the prison property. And if you don't know where you're going, you can accidentally end up there. So there's, is there any signage? Yeah, there's signs. There's definitely okay. signs. But uh, I forgot who it was who was uh, a teacher and she was on her way to work or something like that. And somebody said, oh, you just cut through the prison. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cut through the prison? Yeah, there's a, there's a road, but it doesn't go yeah. to the prison. It just goes to the yard and you can take that and it's fine. So she's like, all right, and, and took it and no. No? <laughs> Police pull her over. They let you just and, cut through the and prison? And they are just like, you need to get the hell out of here right now. Can you open up those main gates and try to get to the other side? Right. There's a, um, I, I think it's like a mental hospital um, in Norristown. Yes. <laughs> and it's freaky. It's, but yeah. there's like that, that park and that, that walkway mm-hmm. that you can, and you can see it from there. And I was sort of like checking it out. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And then we were leaving and, and I was not intending to stop by the mental hospital, <laughs> but I somehow ended up in the parking lot of the hospital to, we were lost. I was trying to turn around and get out of there. It was the first time I was there and like, <laughs> I was so shocked at the the barbed wire around it. I think Kathy Romano has uh, mental issues. No, like I it, saw her it, in the parking lot at the hospital. It looked right. Yeah, That's yeah. what I was like pulling out. I'm like, oh, oh no. Where did you? <laughs> ac- a Where did you accidentally wander into? We're gonna go to Corey. Hi, Corey. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, okay. What's up, Corey? We want to hear your story. So about uh, early 2000s, I was a cadet at the United States Coast Guard Academy up in New London, Connecticut. And I was part of the Glee Club. And we would perform at the Coast Guard Foundation dinners at the Marriott Marquis Hotel in New York City. Mm-hmm. And we performed there every year. And, and my senior year, we uh, took the kitchen elevator down like we always did to, to avoid traffic from the hotel. And uh, the, the elevator doors opened. We walked out thinking we were just heading out to our bus to head back to the academy. And ended up, we looked around and we knew we were in the wrong spot. And uh, we ended up walking through Billy Joel's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're all in uniform we're all in our coast guard uniforms and, and he sees us from across the room and, and beelines over to us and of course he takes very fancy to the girls and uh and like has everybody in the room clap for us and he gives no the girls the uh the take-home gift bag as we're leaving with like fifteen hundred dollar gift cards Dude, and what? in new york city and all yeah. that's very cool oh that's too funny how many years ago was this Corey? what's that how long ago was this this was the early 2000s. Oh, that's so funny. Man, that's he was a walk- really nice guy. I don't know if it was because we were in uniform that he let us slide, but... Uh, oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm sure that... Get him out of here! <laughs> I'm sure that absolutely helped out. That's a great story, man. Thank you. Uh, here's another uh, musician-based story. I'm going to go to Tim. Hey, Tim. Morning. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Oh, Rocky impression. Uh, <laughs> what's happening, yeah. Tim? Hey, yo. <laughs> 2009 Wakaroos the Music Festival... Uh, Arkansas with a buddy, and we were seeing bands all day, of course. Mm-hmm. Modest Yahoo was there, Les Claypool, you know, and it, a lot of mushrooms were involved that day, I believe. <laughs> all right, sure. okay. yep. So we wa- wandered about, I don't know what time of night it was. It was dark out, and we walked into this tent that was off in the distance, me and my buddy, and 
they're like, man, it's quiet in here. And we start walking through, and people are on the ground, and like, what's happening right now? And then before we realized it, it was a big prayer circle with about 30 people that Modest Yahoo was heading up. Oh, wow. Modest Yahoo and, uh, was leading this prayer circle, and you guys walked into it. Oh, my. Yeah, and nobody was saying anything. And before we realized, we were a couple rows in, and everybody's staring at us. Modest Yahoo's staring at us. Like, what are you doing? Oh, no. My buddy goes... How y'all doing? (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody just stared at us, and it was one of those situations where you're like, "Oh, excuse me, pardon me." Yeah, (laughs) listen, (laughs) like uh, Rabbi used to do his prayers here in the morning, and like he wasn't allowed to speak. Yeah, uh, during that, and if you saw him, he could just gesture to you, but he couldn't speak, and that's probably what they were in the middle of. I remember walking in on him one time, like I had to ask him a question. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, sorry," and he kind of just looked at me like. Get out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, Tim, <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Where can I get some churros? Uh, let's go to John next. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, Preston, how are you? Wonderful. What's up, buddy? So uh, I worked at Channel 6, and uh, many, many years ago, my partner and I were doing uh, work, doing the new show, doing reports on the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh-huh. and we didn't realize that we'd in it. Apparently, parked ourselves into a corner. So when the news show was over and we were done and ready to go home for the day, uh, we couldn't get out. We were trapped because the parade had already started. That's awesome. So uh, my partner and I took one uh, look at each other and we said, well, we've got two choices. We can wait four or five hours until the parade's over and then go home. Mm-hmm. Or we just got into the news van worked our way into the middle of the parade. Join the parade. We yeah. know we're in between two floats. There's the news van. Oh, my so God. So we could find a, a, a side street and get the hell out of there. Oh, that's bad. So that was the right finished. choice. Yeah. yeah. Besides, it's... Yeah, it's I was my own float for about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> your station? Your, yeah. Yeah, you had every right to yeah, be. it's your parade. Even if you weren't invited. You made the right call, John. Thanks, uh, man. Do what you gotta do. All right, see you later. <laughs> This wasn't by accident, but just piggybacking off that. Do you remember when we got to be the in the chase vehicle for the uh, for the maniac bike race? So awesome! That was really cool. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. I, I was talking the other day about, and people may not even remember now at this point about having it uh, the bike race, uh, you know, and down through Maniac and taking the whole tour and everything. You were get you got to drive yeah. the wrong way on streets you've been driving <laughs> for a long time. It was, was great, excellent. I'm going to go back to wandering into something by accident. We'll go to Brian next day. Hey, Brian, good morning. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. It's actually pronounced Julie Kirkhoff. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. <laughs> What's up, Brian? How are you guys doing? Uh, Good, so, man. back in high school, I started talking to this girl, Kim, and she invited me to her house. So, you know, I'm all excited. I go to her house, show up, knock on the door, and her mom answers. And she goes, Oh, come on in. She's upstairs. She'll be down in a moment. Uh-huh. So, I hang out, talk to her mom for 10, 15 minutes. And down this old lady waddles down the steps. So I'm like, whatever. It's her grandma. I'm meeting the family. So then I talk to the grandma for 15 minutes. After being at this house for a half hour, I'm like, I'm sorry, but is Kim here? And the mom tells me that I'm in the wrong house. Oh, so, my God. So I walked into a stranger's house and have a conversation with this lady and her mother for about a half hour. They thought I was a nephew coming to see her. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That is great. That is awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was definitely uh, an awkward moment, but it's something I would remember the rest of my life. That's great. Did you, uh, any any desire to keep in touch? Were, were uh, yeah. they really nice? <laughs> I mean, 
It just seemed like you would like go back and say hi, but nah. Once that moment's gone, I, I think I don't want to relive it. Right, right. That's great. Before they call the cops, it's almost like that. Uh, you know that the, the people that have gotten together for Thanksgiving for the past several years, they yes. accidentally invited somebody they didn't know. That was yeah, yeah. and it's turned into a regular thing. Ayers of Texas says got swept along with a protest in Paris. <laughs> Still don't know what it was about since I don't speak French. <laughs> Had no idea what to do. I called my mom, tried to figure out where I was and what to do. When I got home, there was a GPS laying on my bed. So they, that's crazy. It was before the time of Google Maps. I got lost. Oh, that's too funny. Uh, let me go next. So this whole story kicked off with a. Uh, uh, was it an Uber Eats driver? Yes. Yeah. Uh, who ended up on a basketball court? And uh, we'll go to Patrick because he does DoorDash. Hi, Patrick. Good morning. Hey guys, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right. It says here you deliver in Tennessee. Yeah, uh, I'm a Philly native, but I moved down to Chattanooga uh, about seven years ago. Right. And uh, that's why that's why I found DoorDash uh, to make a little side money and stuff. And uh, I did it around the college in Chattanooga, and uh, there was this DoorDash order one day. Uh, said to pick up from some restaurant, and then the, the order specification said it was on the UTC campus. Okay. It was in a classroom. And I thought, you know, it's like a regular classroom, a couple of kids, you know, learning stuff. It was a whole amphitheater, essentially. <laughs> no. And there was a whole instruction going on, and I, I walk in the door with this big bag of food, and the instructor was like, who are you? Are you a student? You know, and, and I, was just, I, was, I was trying to look for the guy. And I eventually found him, but everybody was just like looking at me like I was like, wow. All right. So, Patrick, let, let me ask you a question about this, because this guy, this person, ended up delivering to a basketball game, yeah. ended up on the floor for some reason. Do you sometimes get really uh, vague orders that are like, we're, you know, that, that'll send you, and you have to track down the person? There's no specific location where they are? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Sometimes, uh, this actually happens a lot where I'll have to actually call the customer and be like, hey, where's your house? Or, like, where's your apartment? It just says, the, you know, the uh, it doesn't say the apartment number. It just says, like, the apartment complex uh, address. Uh, yeah. And I got to, like, call them. And sometimes they don't answer. That's a pain in the ass. So, so like when I order stuff, I go down to the end of you know, I I stand like on the in front of my house so that the the yeah. person delivering can see. I can't imagine showing up at say there's three or four hundred people in a room and you've got to find out who ordered the food. And I, I'm surprised yeah. they would accept such an order without any specificity. Oh yeah, there was one time where I actually called the customer and I texted him. And he, he texted me back uh, a couple minutes later. He said, just keep the food and cancel the order. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and Patrick, we, we also had a question about, you know, since this person was going to a basketball game, have you ever delivered to a ticketed event and shown up and just said, look, I got a delivery. I got to I got to get in, you know? Uh, never to a ticketed event. Okay. Said, no, I don't think. Yeah. I'm just but curious. In the future. <laughs> you what? I could in the future. You could in the future, yeah. All right. So we'll try to get you into a ticketed right. event. Patrick, thanks for listening in Tennessee, man. We appreciate it. You're welcome, of course. All right, take care. Yeah, I, I'm just curious how this guy or girl, I can't tell uh, by the, the right. video how they ended up in the... Uh, court. On the court. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in, got, got in, in. Even in the venue. Yeah. Like how they let you in. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Uh, let me see here. I will go to... All right, here you go. Wandering into something. I'll go to Jared. Hey, Jared, good morning. Hey, how are you? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Uh, uh, well, I was uh, working up in Vermont, and, you know, I'm from New Jersey. I'm not really familiar with the area. 
And I was texting on my phone, driving down the highway, and I missed the last exit in the United States, and I came upon Border Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking, you know, I I could just explain the situation and explain the ground, but that was it. They detained me for like three hours. Oh, my God. Touch my truck, and uh, so yeah. Yeah, I guess you could kind of. That was sort of the. Uh, Thanks, Jerry. I've been there. I've been accidentally driving onto a military base. Stuff like that can happen, especially if you get out like in Arizona or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, two more calls here. I'm going to go to Jeff next. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Yeah. Good yep. morning, guys. Good morning, Bob. What's up? So I bought tickets to the Hall of Fame game at the Phillies in 2009, and went with my dad, who was 80. And we're leaving the game, and it's a big mess when you're leaving the game. And we find ourselves behind the Hall of Famers, the Mike Schmitz and all those other guys. Yeah. And I'm, we're walking, and all of a sudden the security guard puts his hand around the back of my dad like he's part of the group <laughs> and leads him into the room. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I thought you were going to say they took him out. Oh, the legend is here. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm left, and I'm just the security guard, hey, I'm with him. He goes, no, you're not. And he just pushed me away. <laughs> <laughs> like, for like a half hour. That's my dad. He yeah. thinks your dad is oh is one gosh. of the guys, one of the legends, and, and yeah, an executive with the whatever. I mean, it was a. I was like, "What's going on?" So I'm waiting outside for him. He finally oh comes out with a huge smile. He goes, "That was amazing." <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. And that's rather great. rather than, than tip his hand uh-huh. and say, hey, yeah. that's my son. Let me go get him. He just played along. and st- I never met there. this person. Yeah. Well, yeah, because at that point, you're like, yeah, I don't want to ruin it. I mean, that's hilarious. 80, he's kind of like, you know, he's not all there. So I think he just went, I'm, I'm invited to the party. Of course. That's so funny. All right. That's thank awesome. you, Jeff. I appreciate that. Uh, and then this one sounds good. I'm going to go to Haley. Hi there, Haley. Good morning. Hi, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Haley, you accidentally wandered in somewhere. Where was it? Back in high school, me and some upperclassmen went and visited this abandoned slaughterhouse tannery uh, factory. And they told me to stick with them because it was very dangerous and uh, it was easy to get hurt. And, of course, I didn't listen. And I kind of strayed away from them. And before I know it, they're, they're calling for me and... Uh, my one friend rounds the corner, and the look of terror on his face, and he's like, stand still. And I, I'm like, I thought he was messing with me. And then he's like, you're standing over the boarded-up acid bath. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and sure enough, I, I looked down and realized, cause it's dark in there, so I didn't notice at first, but I was standing over something that was boarded up, and he explained, he's like, this is where they would dip the hides to get the fur off of it. <sighs> Don't move. That wood's rotten. Oh, oh my God. Jesus, oh, man. And <laughs> the, 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 the anxiety that shot through my body. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to stand on rotting wood yeah. that's suspended over a acid bath. And I would imagine it was tours over, folks. Got to go. Thanks for coming <laughs> by. All right. Thank Seriously. you, Haley. Appreciate it. Actually, one more yeah. call because we have an anonymous caller. I want to go to this. Hi, anonymous caller. You're on the air. Good morning. Whoa. Am I on the air? Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> What's up, buddy? So um, I, I'm all over the general area, sometimes Allegheny, Philly, and Allentown in the same day doing inspections for all different types of buildings and homes. Okay. I've seen a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm at this house, and the guy seemed really cool, but he answered the door in a robe. Which was just kind of okay. kind of threw me off a little bit, you know. Someone's coming, maybe you know, throwing a shirt. But um, so 
the guy tells me I can look anywhere I need to look. I'm doing an inspection. Um, trying to kind of keep it uh, vague. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, he tells me, yeah, just anywhere but the, the one uh, space in the basement. And I said, okay, no problem. So I usually have my head down. It's dark. I have a flashlight. And I wind up in the place he tells me not to go to. And it's about that time I realized I'm in a sex dungeon. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, but, look, um, you got to picture the scene. It's like a museum collection quantity of toys. Like, there's like a weed whacker motor attached to what? something. I don't know where it goes or what it does. And I turn around, <laughs> and the guy sees me in there, and... I just froze, and he's like, and I said, I am so sorry, dude. I, I, I made it. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. And I, I'm like, all right. And I couldn't get out of there quicker, but he introduces me to his wife on the way out, and I'm like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> Nice to meet you. Oh, my God. Wow. He knows. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man. I just right. must see a ton of stuff like that. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. What's this text message, Nick? Is that anything I need to read? Oh, I just enjoyed this because it was a... Uh, uh, wait, let me see if I can put it up for you. Okay. Uh, this guy was driving a, a, a car and they ended up in an antique parade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so my, my dad got frustrated with traffic, changed lanes, and we ended up part of the antique car parade in our 1994 Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, look at that one. Oh, my God. Yeah. You don't see those anymore. <laughs> wow. Well, this story, I'm, I'm very curious as to how this person, this delivery uh, person working for Uber Eats, ended up on the Duquesne basketball court right next to the play while it was taking place, delivering McDonald's to somebody who had ordered it there. You, you've got to see the shot because we're yeah. not e- even slightly embellishing. He's in, in, in almost exactly in the middle of active play. Yeah, it was like one step away from, from being uh, a, yeah. a, a participant in the game. It's <laughs> insane. All right, well, thank you for the calls. We appreciate it. Clear the phone lines, and let's give away some blocks in our block pool for the Preston and Steve show. And our invitation to you to go to the Eagles game on Sunday, potentially. All right, so here's the deal. It's courtesy of our friends at Duncan. We have 100 spots in our block pool. And we have both Brent Selleck and Freddie Mitchell coming by tomorrow to play Madden in our studio. Yeah. And the game score is going to determine who wins the block pool. So let's find out if you're going to be one of those winners. All right, we'll take callers uh, 15, 16, 17, and 18 at 215-263-WMMR. So 15 through 18, we will put you on that list. And you'll win a $5 Dunkin' card just for getting in the block pool. So let's get you going with that. Give us a call right now, and we'll do that throughout the morning. And then Pierre and Brent and Jackie will have your chance to win as well. And if you want to try online... Just text the word Duncan, D-U-N-K-I-N, to 39333, and we'll send you a link to get registered that way. So let's have that happen now. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Some bizarre file stories are up when we return. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Kathy, I have a question. It's a text from a listener who says, if you enter the contest with the online form, how do you know if you have won a block? Kathy, Marissa. Marissa. Did yeah, I say Kathy? Yeah, you said I'm Kathy, sorry. Yeah. I meant to say thank you, Kathy. Marissa, oh. I have a question for you. Uh, we will <laughs> contact you. We will contact the winners. 
Okay. So the online, um, I'm sorry, the yes, the online contest is <clears throat> open until midnight tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will be contacting the winners. We'll contact a few today because we have to have it first thing tomorrow. And then we'll contact the final ones first thing tomorrow morning. Okay. And then you'll know if you want a block. Very exciting. Go. Excellent. Yeah. And, and we just randomly are going to put names on the blocks. And then uh, the the one through, uh, the zero through nine yeah. uh, numbers <clears throat> that will be at the top and bottom uh, will be random. It's not going to be. Uh, uh, it's not going to be in order across right. the top or bottom. Is so we'll roll a die or something like that. And yeah, draw numbers out of it. Draw hat. numbers or something okay. to to randomly put them across. Matter. So it doesn't matter yeah. where you you end up on the block. You don't have to pick. We'll just throw you on there, and then we'll we'll find out who the winners are tomorrow. And our celebrity combatants. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Freddie Mitchell and uh, Brent Selleck are going to be. Playing uh, Madden tomorrow. Yeah, so, Kyle's getting like the Acme Lounge all set up, so the seats are there. I mean, we have yeah. gaming chairs. Yeah, we're yeah. going to plug it into our big TVs. It's going to be really cool, guys. Casey, this was such a great idea. Oh, yeah. thank you. Good call, Casey. So that's tomorrow. We'll do more chances to win in just a second. But right now, this. No. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's All right, so we'll begin with this story out of Chicago. Cindy Howard's son, Curtis Brown, was 47 years old when a heart attack claimed his life a week ago. And the sudden death of the father of 12 was a surprise to family members. But an even bigger shock awaited. Brown's aunt, Sharon, said, my sister called me and said, call the funeral director because she said my son is missing. Her dead son is missing. Curtis's body was in the care of Collins and Stone Funeral Home and was sitting in the business's Gray Chrysler on Saturday, which, according to police, was an easy target for a thief. Police said, don't leave your vehicles unsecured, running and doors unlocked. Just so happens this one had a body in it. The vehicle turned up in a Sunday in Chicago, but Curtis Brown's body was not inside. The 47-year-old's body was found Monday evening in an alley. Authorities released an image of the man they believe swiped the van while the Brown family says that they were working through paperwork with the funeral director, Brandy Collins. Speaking up publicly for the first time since the ordeal, Cindy Howard said that she didn't learn that her son was missing until hours before he was found. She said, they found my baby. He was dumped in an alley. Uh, But we didn't find out about the van being stolen until Monday because I live in Mississippi, she said. Uh, the family alleged that Collins even stopped taking their calls, the, the funeral home. Oh, wow. uh, Spear- That's how you keep customers. Uh, Spearman said, I called Brandy, and she didn't answer, so I used my granddaughter's phone. And- uh, we're not a funeral home anymore. We're a dry cleaner. Uh, she-, <laughs> she answered and then hung up. And I texted her, and I'm like, Brandy, this is unprofessional. You have to understand the hurt my sister is going through. She lost her son twice, once in death, and now he's stolen. The family has since learned that Collins was recently fined $10,000 for unprofessional conduct, failure to account for personal property. So they've had these issues. Yeah, these losing weird bodies, issues. all that yeah. stuff. Uh, Collins' stone funeral did not immediately respond to a phone message seeking comment. The family says the morgue is assisting with shipping Curtis's body back to Mississippi. You know what? Bury him yourself. Uh, the search for the suspect linked to the vehicle theft continues. Anyone with information is asked to call the police. Wow. That had to be heart-wrenching. Yeah. Well, it seems like no one is immune to a conspiracy theory these days, even if you suffered a serious health emergency on live television. And that's exactly what happened to DeMar Hamlin after the Buffalo Bill had uh, confirmed he experienced heart attack arrest uh, during the team's January 2nd game against the Bengals. The horrific moment, which was being watched by millions, saw Hamlin drop to the ground following a tackle. We all know what happened. He was resuscitated by medics. Well, he was transported immediately to the hospital. 
Thankfully, he's doing a lot better since. So much better. Uh, in fact, that the NFL star was able to go to uh, the Bills playing the Bengals during the game on the 22nd. Uh, the Bills' official Twitter account shared a photo of him arriving the stadium wearing dark glasses with his hood up. Shortly before the account shared a second video of the athlete applauding uh, the team for what appeared to be uh, an enclo- in an enclosed suite. Uh, the it, the uh, clip gave a clear view of his uh, face from the side with, with the hood up, and that left some room for conspiracy theorists to suggest that something more sinister was going on, and maybe the Bills player wasn't actually there, but the real Hamlin wasn't taking the speculation sitting down. He had a tongue-in-cheek response for all those suggesting that a stand-in or body double mm-hmm. may have taken his place. Uh, he shared a photo to Twitter on January 23rd of himself alongside a mural of himself and looking down alongside the caption that said, clone, with a ninja emoji. <laughs> uh, the cryptic caption appeared to be a reference to a bizarre rumor going around in which some on social media, uh, some users suggested Hamlin may have died on the field. Wow. And a fake version of him was sent out to the game to make it seem as though he is still alive. You know who's a big fan of his? The guy who replaced Paul McCartney. That guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> He's a huge fan. Huge fan. <laughs> uh, a man was killed. This is terrible, and you hear this every now and then. A man was killed during a weekend hunting trip in Kansas when a dog stepped on a rifle and discharged oh the my gun. God. This, this happened. Is, is this three in, times? In, there was one not that year? long ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was one uh, la- late last year around Thanksgiving. Why do people give shotguns to their dogs? Deputies, <clears throat> excuse me. Deputies were dispatched. Uh, to investigate a 911 call that uh, 30-year-old Joseph Austin Smith of Wichita had been shot in the back inside a pickup truck. Uh, the sheriff's office said the team arrived uh, within minutes of the call, and they found Smith in the front passenger seat of the truck, started CPR, and he ultimately died from the gunshot wound. And there were pictures of this guy clearly loves loved this dog, and, and you know, they had this thing, and, and uh, you know, I, so what do you, what do, you do, you know? Yeah. Uh, the dog, which belongs to the truck's owner, uh, was in the back seat of the truck with hunting gear, including the rifle when the dog stepped on the gun. <clears throat> it was uh, not immediately clear if anyone else was in the truck at the time, and there have been several other notable canine-related gun incidents in recent years. Just remember that they get excited and they're jumping around, and you yeah. don't leave it in a place where it can be stepped yeah. on and discharged. Yeah, don't chamber that round yeah. when you put it into the uh, <laughs> uh, into the car. Uh, the Virginia teacher who was shot by her six-year-old student and we know this yes. story, right? Yeah. Apparently texted a loved one before she was wounded that the boy was armed and that the school officials were failing to act. A source said that Abigail Zwerner uh, sent the text about an hour before she was shot on January 6th saying that the student uh, uh, saying that the student had a gun in his backpack and that administrators at uh, Richneck Elementary School in Newport News weren't helping. The text showed her frustration, said the source, who disclosed details of the single text message. Uh, she said she was frustrated because she was trying to get help with this child. And then uh, when she needed it, no one was coming. Uh, Zwerner's uh, attorney, Diane Toscano, said at a news conference that uh, three teachers went to the school administrator about the boy's behavior on that day. And that uh, he was believed to have had a gun on campus. Insane. What? Yeah. Uh, she first went to school administrators between 11.15 and 11.30 and said the student had threatened to beat up a classmate. A second teacher went to an administrator at 12.30, said the teacher had taken it upon herself to search the boy's backpack. The administrator downplayed the report from the teacher and the possibility of a gun. Didn't he say the, the kid's pockets are too small? 
I don't know. Yeah. A, te- a third teacher told an administrator shortly before one that the boy showed a student a gun at recess and threatened to shoot him if he told anybody. This is a and six-year-old. A, and a fourth employee asked the administrator for permission to search the boy and was denied. The administrator told employees to wait the situation out because the school day was almost over. Wow. Yeah, he's got a gun, but it's like 2.30. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're good. Uh, so the superintendent, uh, George Parker, said at a virtual town hall this month that the boy had uh, come to school late and that his book bag was inspected when he arrived at the office to sign in. And at least one administrator was notified of a possible weapon, Parker had said in the video. Well, they fired Parker at the school board meeting right after right. that. So, hey, little buddy. That's You want to join the big boy club? So do me a favor. Don't shoot anyone before the school day ends, right? <laughs> All right. So they did speak yeah. to him. Now, scoot oh, back okay. to class. All right. Wow. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. All right. We have more of these blocks. Let's, yes. let's fill it out, man. We're going to take uh, the first five callers right now. 215-263-WMMR. We'll put your name in a block. You'll get a $5 Dunkin' gift card as a little thank you for being a part of this. And you might win a $100 gift card after the first, second, and third quarters. But if we make it to the very end of the game... And the score there leads to your block. You are going to win tickets to go to the game on Sunday. And by the way, mm-hmm. somebody could win twice in this, right? Isn't that how block oh, pools? Oh yeah. So if your if your if your score is the same at the end of the, if the score is the same at the end of the third quarter, you could win at four the, times at the end of the game. Yeah, you could you could win four times. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, I love this. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, real easy to do. Just call right now. First five callers will put you on the list. Two one five two six three WMMR, or you can text the word Duncan D U N K I N to three nine three three three. And we will send you a link to get you signed up that way. So we have a conundrum here, though. Yeah. So they're going to have to pick... T- Obviously, they're going to have the Eagles play uh, yeah. the 49ers, right? right. Somebody could be the 49ers. Somebody, we're going to have to flip for It's going to be a coin flip, right? Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a coin flip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Brent Selleck won the Super Bowl. He did. You know? So he does he get does dibs? He, or maybe does, he gets to call it. Or All right. Yes. Let, let that happen and they let can him, decide that way. Yeah. Let him call the... He can call the, the coin, coin in the air. Okay. All right, I think that's, <laughs> fair, that's right. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Because I'm sure that neither of them want to and to be that. I know. Yeah. I know. But somebody's Spit got to do it. Yeah. Uh, Brent Selleck and uh, Freddie Mitchell will be here tomorrow morning to play Madden, <laughs> and that score determines who wins in the block pool. Love it. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're going to be covering all this. Uh, you'll be able to see it streaming on YouTube uh, tomorrow as well as they're playing the game, yeah. as well as uh, checking out our show. So we got you covered. We're going to take a break. Don't forget a little bit later on Vernon Reed, Guitars for Living Color. Is going to be joining us because he's got a show tomorrow night at the Living Room Cafe in Ardmore. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Now, back with more. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to get uh, Vernon Reed on in a little bit from uh, Living Color, playing a gig tomorrow at the uh, Living Room Cafe in Ardmore. And also we're going to talk to this gentleman, uh, Jake Jolly, Fox Sports producer. He's the guy that plays the music in and out of the uh, commercial breaks. That's kind uh, of, yeah, it's cool. It's really actually a cool sort of uh, gig that he has. Yeah, and he'll be uh, he'll be doing it this week and obviously Eagles game, and so we're going to talk to him a little bit about that, maybe get a, peek, a sneak peek on some of the tunes he's going to be playing, but but it's kind of a, it's a cool job to end up with. Yeah, yeah maybe he can mention us during the Super Bowl. Maybe. Yeah, we'll yeah. see about that. All right, uh, we're going to try something out. We have a new sounder uh, to play a little intro for one of my one of my peoples, one yeah. of my characters. So if you're going to play that and then we play the music yeah. following, okay, go for it, Casey. The Stream of Consciousness Nerd. Does that work? It's a new intro. All right. The Stream of Consciousness Nerd. <laughs> a variety of stories that just fly out of my brain to Some you. Some of my favorite uh, segments of the Stream of Consciousness Nerd. Well, we're going to start with this one. Uh, Bridgerton star Roger Jean Page. Uh-huh. Has been crowned as Kathy's all. Oh, over, she's up. Oh, yeah. Uh, the most handsome man in the world, oh. according to ancient scientific research. Oh, wow. So there's there's like scientific reasons why he's handsome. Yes. So the 34 year old actor played uh, played Simon Bassett, uh, the Duke of Hastings, in the Netflix series. It was found to be 93.65 percent accurate to the Greek golden ratio of beauty. Phi, P-H-I? That's yeah. not pi, is it? Phi, uh, which measures physical perfection. I'm the 7% uh, that he's not taking up. Ah, yeah. okay. Chris Hemsworth was second. Well, I'll run down the, the list of the other uh, people in a moment. But the list was uh, compiled using the latest computerized mapping techniques by Harley Street facial cosmetic surgeon Dr. Julian De Silva, who uses technology in his work. Uh, he explained... These brand new computer mapping techniques allow us to solve some of the mysteries of what is that makes someone, uh, what is it that makes someone physically beautiful and the technology is useful when planning patients' surgeries. So, uh, so uh, as I was reading this, it, it seems that they're using sort of classical Greek standards or, or statues yeah, or, or unfortunately, artwork. I, I don't know what the, the actual parameters yeah, are. I don't yeah, know. And, and, and would, would it even matter? What, what do you think? Do you think he is... Um, one of the world's most handsome men, Kathy. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Would you put him at number one? Um. Yeah, I think he. Uh, yeah, yeah I okay. think he hovers in that. In All that right. Range. So it has to do with the ratios of uh, your eye, cheeks, yeah. mouth, nose, where they are, their size. Are they asymmetric? Things like that. How many points would I get for my huge misshapen head? Ah. One. Yeah. And that's it. Thank you. I was actually expecting Sorry. zero. Yeah. I win. So. Yeah, like if you look at his features, yeah. like everything's perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah everything yeah. is, everything is, is, whatever's on one side is matched on the other side. I, th- I think I told you guys it, it was uh, Anna Kendrick the other yeah. day. It was her birthday. And I was like, what makes her so pretty? To me, I think anyway. 
and and I will sometimes look at you know beautiful woman like like classic beautiful woman like an Angelina Jolie who's just Kathy. stunningly beautiful. Kathy, like Kathy. God, why wouldn't you use me? And you look <laughs> and, example. and break down the face and go, why does is that? This, why yeah. is this so attractive as opposed to other people? But you know it. You know it instantly. You just know so it. So you take, take a look at somebody like uh, Timothy Chalamet, right? Who's got, he's got angular, he's, his face. Mm-hmm. Casey's got a problem with Timothy Chalamet's face. What? I do? Yeah, you told me you went on because one of his eyes droops it's, down lower okay, than yeah, the other yeah, one. Yeah, you're yeah. like, you're like, how can people find him to be the most attractive guy? Look at his eyes. Listen, like he, you were really fired up about it when you told me. So that. I don't know if I was fired. You were. Up. I don't know. Your recollection seems off than mine. I but, made a uh, mental note of that. But he, no, his eye is uh, is definitely. Listen, when you are it's that, below his nose. When you are that attractive, right? Uh, you are going to be subject to. You know, people scrutiny. Just, scrutiny is the word I was looking for. Have you and, seen uh, Bradley Cooper's eye? It's the same kind of a thing. Bradley Cooper, considered to be one of the most handsome men in the world, right. one of his eyes, his eyes are not even. Yeah. So if you look at Timothy Chalamet and, and put him next to Bradley Cooper, their their faces are are not symmetric. Yeah, and also I noticed it with Tom Cruise, and now he has since had braces, but his before he had the braces, his teeth were off. His They're offline. Yeah. It wasn't a snaggle. It's it, it was, his, yeah, it was, his the whole center top. was was off centered. It was yeah. the tooth yeah. he used for eating horse shows. Yeah. 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 He's had like a bunch a of snaggle. different. He's had a bunch of different smiles over the years. Like yeah. Tom has yeah. rearranged his teeth right. more than once. Um, he, but but yeah. he had a side smile, I think, to help uh, offset the fact that his teeth were not centered. So your but your Timothy Chalamet thing is that you believe one one eye is a little bit lower. So but but I mean on the whole he I think there is um as you were pointing out Kathy there's there's everything seems to line up quite quite nicely. For what would you put like like Brad Pitt um you know has I think has a classic handsome face. He's super good looking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah without now, question. There's also this uh you line up with with beauty and then also body type, right? And, and so I don't, I don't always subscribe to the fact that like just because you're thin, you know, you're, you're prettier than somebody who's not. And I'm saying this because there's this woman that I follow on Instagram now who is plus size, but she is maybe one of the most beautiful women I feel like I have ever seen. Her right. her face is just. I think flawless, and but she's, she is big. But it's all in the eye of the, of the beholder, obviously. Mm-hmm. I yeah, actually about face, man. I am, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so I embrace. I like a quirky flaw. Right. I don't like someone looking like they walked off the front page of or the, the, the cover of Vogue. Right. I, it, to me, but, that's a little bit too much. But this woman, I mean, her face is like it is. It is Vogue quality, like beauty. Kath, I want to ask you about uh, gentlemen. Uh, is there a is there a bigger is there a fat guy that you think, man, he is he is really facially attractive? Hmm. Uh, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't have. Give us your example. list of super fat guys uh, yeah, you think are hot. Guys, I think Good are looking hot. fat guys. But yeah. there isn't there isn't one that just this right sticks off the bat. Out? And no, out. Sh- it doesn't. I, yeah, I'm sure there fat? are men that are not physically fit that are handsome. Yeah. That's an interesting point, Casey. You know, a lot of times we talk, uh, we will talk about mm, women's body types and, and plus size, but. That not being an issue because they have a very pretty face. I never think about an overweight guy who's got a really handsome, a calmly face. But but I don't. So I don't <clears throat> see. Um, again, it's all also the perceptions of what is like fat or that. That's all skewed. It's all ridiculous. Where they'll take someone sure. who's just who would just be a normal person is considered plus size these mm-hmm. days. Right. But I'm saying I'm saying there, there's no bones about it. This person is big. This, uh, you know, like it's like five six hundred pounds. 
I would say over three. Okay. You know? Yes, very, very large. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, well, anyway, uh, this uh, back to the face. Hold on, let me go to Matt. Wants to chime in on this on this scale. Hey, Matt. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, but we were talking about the Greek golden ratio of beauty. Yes. Okay. And so I used to look at the Mona Lisa and go, "Eh." I agree. I don't get it. Uh-huh. I yep. don't get it. But the genius was some like music, right? I didn't understand jazz till somebody pointed it out to me and told <laughs> yeah. me about it. The Mona Lisa. And then she did that. He did that, or the Last Supper. The Mona Lisa's eyes to nose to chin are the perfect, it's called the golden ratio, uh, or the Greek ratio. Okay. And he did that before they actually knew what it was. He did it by eye. Sorry, <laughs> you can't say that, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he was just moved by the the beauty of the artwork. Yeah, so he yeah. did it by eye and was able to get the dimensions and the Perfect. separation perfectly. Okay. No, so I agree with you, though. I would look at the Mona Lisa. If, listen, if I was dating the Mona Lisa, she'd be in the kitchen making me a cheese sandwich, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait, I, sh- I showed Stephen and Nick yesterday this uh, picture that I got of the Mona Lisa um, and what the updated oh, version great. of Mona yeah. Lisa would be. Oh, us. my God. <laughs> oh, wait, really? She's got Lisa Renna lips on her. Oh, and my cleavage, God. cleavage, and then her eyes are, like, pulled back. Like the cat you, eye. you know That's what? funny. Our standards of beauty, though, <laughs> Change, you yeah, know. I get. I I like the quirkier sure. person. I like the. Um, yeah. So the, actually, the Mona Lisa would probably sit more. I I never consider the Mona Lisa beautiful. I could see a quirky, attractive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so the other people on this list. So first was uh, uh, Rene Jean uh, Jean Page. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is second. Michael B. Jordan was ranked third. He got a ninety three point four six percent on the uh, Golden Ratio. Huh. Hosting SNL this weekend. Uh, and Harry Styles was fourth. I mean, these guys are all neck and neck in this. I mean, their <laughs> scores are very, very close. Uh, then you have a uh, World Cup soccer player by the name of Jude Bellingham. This was uh, this is a study out of the UK. So. I checked on that chart. I'm neck and neck with a bowel movement. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert Pattinson was sixth. Yes, good looking guy. Chris Evans is seventh. George Clooney is eighth. Uh, Henry Golding, who is from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, good-looking dude. Super good-looking guy. He is ninth. And then uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Where's Clint Howard? Is number 10. Clint Howard is a little further down on the list. Uh, but they say that they these guys all rank in this particular ratio very, very high. What do you consider your best facial feature? Oh, my God. I, I know. I, I, I would... Uh, to think of I've so never many. thought about that. Uh, I guess... Wow, that's a really good question. Maybe my eyes, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I don't like their placement or their shape, but I think their color is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you you talk the way I do. Uh-huh. Just the color. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I, listen, I had to pick one. It's definitely not yeah. my smile. It's definitely, it's not my lips. It's not my nose. Uh, maybe I have a great chin. I don't know. Well, <laughs> since the beard, since the beard. I think. <laughs> you look hot as hell yesterday. They pulled up the picture I posted for my birthday yesterday. <laughs> which is me with, with like, you know, level 10 bed head. Uh-huh. Did you see it, Steve? I did not. No. Here, go look on uh, Nick's it's monitor. Good. So there you go. You tell me. What's my best feature in that? Clearly, <laughs> it's your hair. Did you um, take that when you got out of bed? I did. Yeah. yeah, right when I got out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's like my morning photo. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. What about you, Steve? Best feature I on your face. Best facial feature. I've been told my nose is. Great. I was going to say you have a good nose. You have a good nose, and I. Uh, it's great. It's in great shape. I, all I know is I run by the mirror as I'm good leaving the house. I don't want to scare myself. Yep.
I know. It's uh, when you when you when you do catch your own eye contact in the mirror and you're like, oh, yeah. Why is that? Uh-huh. What happened? <laughs> what did you do? You know, what's the, you know what's even worse is then uh, occasionally there'll be a good picture of you and you're like, oh, maybe I look like that. And then you're like, no. Oh, there's no. a picture I will use. Until, <laughs> until I want it at my <laughs> funeral. <laughs> and that's the one. Yeah. I got that one picture. Yeah. What is it? I think Allison took it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, I'm not here. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. the one. Yep. Every once in a while, yeah. they'll get you just right. And <laughs> just Photoshop that into everything. And that's Even why, if I commit a crime, make that my mugshot. That's why people slave over mm. their uh, their profile photo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it, it, yeah. always keep in mind, rule of thumb, that person will never be any better looking <laughs> than that, yeah, right. than that yeah. photo right there. It's already the law of diminishing returns. <clears throat> yeah, but you know what? Sometimes I look at them and I'm like, they did they think this was like good? Like they thought that. That's why I go the opposite. You know, like it, it, post the ones where you don't look great, and then when you show up in person, you're like, oh, he's not that exactly. ugly. Exactly. Let, let them be impressed person. Uh-huh. Like, holy hell. Wait, I remember when our uh, sales team or promotions crew, whoever it was, uh, they were like, hey, that photo of you, we need an updated one. And I was like, oh, damn it. We yeah. do. I love that's that one. the good one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you do? Just update the backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I got something else. Stream of consciousness. All right. The Stream of Consciousness Nerd. I think that level's a little low. We All need right. to boost that up. I was looking at the VUs. That's a new intro, so we'll need to we'll need to boost that. Uh, so, Kathy, you want to think twice about a manicure? Oh, man. Researchers from University of California at San Diego suggest that nail polish dryers using UV light could emit rays that lead to cancer-causing mutations. Oh, yeah, we've known this. Oh, we have? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> we don't do use anyway. these? <laughs> the, like, for the gel and dip <clears throat> polish, you're uh-huh. putting your hands in the UV lights, and it's, yeah, no. It, it's, UV lights can cause cancer? Well, yeah, I think it's not uh, the healthiest for you. So... These dryers are used to cure gel manicures, which last longer than regular manicures. Uh, a team began to conduct research after noticing that people who get gel manicures very frequently, like uh, pageant contestants and estheticians, are reporting cases of very rare cancers in the fingers. Right. Finger cancer? Finger cancer. Yeah, never oh, heard of that. I don't uh, like that. In the study, researchers found the dryers were associated with uh, cell death damage and DNA mutations. So dip your hands in. There you go. Uh, you're soaking in it. You're soaking carcinogens. You're soaking in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find out stuff like this all the time. You know those Dyson hand dryers in bathrooms? Oh, yeah. How they find like out they're a thousand times worse than just wiping your hand on a towel. Yeah. By the way, we had two right here yesterday. Yeah. I almost asked him if he had a manicure. He did. I, he, okay, I oh, could yeah, tell. Absolutely. Yeah. He always does. Anytime he comes in. Okay. He gets he gets manicures. Okay. Yeah, because he had like a sheen on his fingernails. He gets I couldn't a cl- help but notice it. He gets a clear polish. He, so he definitely goes to the nail salon, gets his nails done, and they do. Some men will opt for the clear for polish him. or just. He's nothing. a very put together guy. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. naturally dressed. Oh, yeah. Soft hands too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but my my problem is I can't. My I lost my nail clipper at home. I was freaking out this morning because it's time to clip them. It's time to clip them. I know. Yeah, and you too. lost it? I, I must have purchased 44,000 nail clippers over my lifetime. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I always have one in my bag if you right, want to borrow one. Thank you. Play, you know? My nails are never not done. Like, I, I never... Really? Um, yeah, don't, I, I noticed. I, I always have nail polish on. Um, they break if I don't. So, uh, it's just okay. something... And it's, you know, and I, I like it. I like to go and get my nails done. So, How often uh, do you go, Kath? Well, it depends on what you get. If you get regular nail polish, gel, or the dip, they're all various times. Regular nail polish is about a week. Is there a king of nails that you go to? Uh, Not king of brows? Yeah, yes. I have my queen of nails that I go to. (laughs) Uh, Good morning, Kathy. 
the case that the gel is maybe like 10 days to two weeks, and then the dip, you can get away with three weeks. All right, do you make appointments or you just show up? No, the place that I go to, you have to make it. She's like Norm. Yeah. Um, Kathy! Me and my girlfriend go together, and uh-huh. if one of us comes and the other one's not there, they're like, what What happened? You couldn't get appointments together? Is everything all right? Well, that's funny. <laughs> there you go. I uh, It's no spend January, and my nail lady has texted me twice this month saying, long time no see. And I was <laughs> like, I will be there. And I couldn't tell her it's no spend January, but I'll be there on February 1st, I promise. Uh, what, you, what did I do to you? <laughs> more days to go. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> you lead me on. <laughs> I right. will not be ignored. Alright, next story. Here we go. The Stream of Consciousness Nerd. Alright, um, Steve sent over some uh, clips. Oh. Um, or uh, sound effects. Did you send those over yeah, to Marissa? Uh, she may- <clears throat> yeah, she'll send them over. Alright, so this is a show that... Um, We've mentioned on the air before in our entertainment report, but uh, me, Steve, and Casey have been watching it, and we are in love with it. Uh, it's called The Last of Us. It's on uh, HBO and HBO oh, Max. I have a question about the show, but go okay, ahead. yeah, I had not. Um, I don't know the game, so I didn't know what I was getting into. We had both played the game, mm-hmm. yep, both Preston and I, and, yep. and that that you don't need to, mm-hmm. but no, when you, you don't. realize what they've done at least so far. Keep it coming, please. Uh, they're nailing it. It's so good. Uh, Carter and I have watched uh, the episodes twice. You've watched them twice. Which yes, you never I never do. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> so we've fallen in love with this show. And um, and in fact, you were talking about uh, we were talking about uh, faces. Uh, the girl, um, the girl who's the lead plays Ellie, and I've forgotten the actress's name, but she was in Game of Thrones. She played uh, 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 Lady Mormont. Um, you said she was great. Uh, Bella Le- Leanna Mormont. Ella Ramsey. Bella. Uh, Bella. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has. Kind of a um, uh, Elizabethan age type of face. Exactly. Almost. She almost looks. I know this sounds like a uh, <laughs> a, 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 a bit of a dig at her, but it, I, she almost looks a little like George Washington in her <laughs> face oh to me a little bit. <laughs> well, but she's also really cute at the same time. You know what? At the fr- I I initially didn't like her face when I first saw her, and then and I know that sounds weird. It's not like I hated her or like oh I'm gonna vomit. It's like that's not the it's not the kind of face that I feel I gravitate towards initially. And then her performance right yeah. out of the gate, I'm like, I like her. But her face I like looks her a like, lot. Like out of the artists in the romantic period. It, yes. That, like, like, yes, a very... Um, that type of face. I know exactly what you're talking about. But uh, she, man, in Game of Thrones, she is fantastic. And she's turned out to be awesome in this, but it's wild. excellent. During her drop F-bombs and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, but Steve had grabbed a couple of clips uh, from that. Is this what we have? Yeah. Yeah, so these uh, these characters, they call them clickers? Clickers. Okay. Yeah. And I just wanted to play these creepy sound effects for you here real quick. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Kathy. So when you're, when you're in, um, and in the game, <laughs> in the game, you'll be in a large building and you're seeing semi- Corpses and 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 uh, all this stuff, and then you're in a dark hallway, and then you hear. It's terrifying. It, it's so brilliantly done, and really, what they did is they took what was in the game and put it up on the screen. Yeah. And that's all you needed to do. It's, but I found myself as nervous as when I was playing the game. Yeah, and when and and the first the first episode, I'm telling you, man, it grabbed me right away. And I've yet I haven't had a show grab me in a long time. Like immediately and go, okay, I'm on yeah. board. And this is one of them. Here's one more sound effect to play. 
<laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, Philip A. Kovats plays male clicker uh, in the cast. Uh, Nick pulled up the uh, the extended cast in this. But, um, no, if you're looking for a new show and there's a gazillion of them out there, there's one to check out, especially if you like. And and it's um, it's not your standard zombie no. thing. It's no. really, really cool. All right, so this is maybe a bit of an abstract question, but um, I love Stranger Things. I think it's a great show, and uh, the monsters in Stranger Things didn't scare me. When watching the previews for The Last of Us, <laughs> the monsters of that show really um, uh, got under my skin and, and frightened me mm. as a, uh, a, a male a child right. who's sitting at home and, and has to watch the show with his hands in front of his eyes. <laughs> so, um, will this show scare me into not wanting to watch it anymore? Or can I watch it like as a zombie apocalypse kind of a show? I think it's so cool and, and it's done so well. But the monsters are scary. <laughs> yeah, it's tense. Scary. For yeah, sure. it's, it's tense. It's tense. But I think I think you'll be okay. All right. And you know, by the way, it, it keys off the um, and we I forget who we were talking to, and and the notion was, you know, reintroduced to us about how a, a, a fungus can take a hold of, a, of an insect's body mm-hmm. and turn it into a zombie, basically, yeah. and and control have, it, control it. Yeah. Uh, and the whole premise and and the premise in the Last of Us in the game, as well as the TV series, is that. It is a fungus. Yeah. That is it could, okay. Right as of right now, mm-hmm. uh, there has been no incident where the fungus can jump to do that in humans. I right. love uh, Pedro Pascal. He's yeah. a great oh, he's actor. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. But he if was, I get too scared, I'm letting you guys know. <laughs> and yeah. he was awesome in Game of Thrones as yes. well. He played one of the motels. He was amazing yeah. in that. Yeah. Oberon or something. Like that. Yeah. I think that was it. Oberon Martell. You're like right. It. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, that's a that's a show we're going to suggest. Yes. So that was a little stream of consciousness. No. Yes. The stream of consciousness, nerd. Right, we got we to wrap up this particular segment because uh, Vernon Reed yes. will be joining us in a moment. And as we are taking a break, I'm going to give away seven spots in our block pool. And we'll just take the seven callers right now. First seven callers, 215-263-WMMR. You will get to be on board. Our block pool for tomorrow. And it's courtesy of our friends at Duncan. They have gift cards and tickets to the NFC Championship game on Sunday. So call now, 215-263-WMMR, and we will assign you a block. And maybe tomorrow, by the end of the program, you'll be making your plans. Yes. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show proudly presents the Impractical Jokers Drive, 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 Drive Tour at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, Friday, February 3rd. Impractical Jokers tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Get full details at WMMR.com. There are a handful of songs that have an iconic guitar riff opening, and I'd say that this one is one of them. I, I can stop it right yeah. there. You know what's coming next, <laughs> you know what's right? Coming, yeah. Like that very moment, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, of course, you get amazing music. We've had a chance to talk to this gentleman before. He's one of the biggest fans of music I've ever met. He's the best. We've had the pleasure of having him perform live in front of us for in a small crowd. And that's what's going to happen. It's an intimate setting. The Living Room Cafe tomorrow night in Ardmore. Please welcome Mr. Vernon Reed yeah. to the show. Good morning to you, Vernon. Good morning. Oh, great to have good you. Good morning. How y'all doing? We're doing good. Raising your uh, your mug. We appreciate that. <laughs> Join us for a morning yeah, cup my, of Joe. My James Baldwin mug. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, listen, first of all, I, and we're talking to uh, Vernon via Zoom right now. You have 
an awesome setup there. Where are you? Is this your home that you're speaking I, to? Us I'm from? in the Dharma Lab in Shaolin, <laughs> aka Staten Island. <laughs> or, or my audio, my audio gear hoarding man cave studio. Ah. Nice. Very cool. Very, Absolutely. very trippy. Uh, the artwork on the wall behind you, is that something you did? No, 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 no. That's uh, my friend, uh, Richie, Rich Admiral, uh, a.k.a. Bama. He's like one of the original 70s graffiti artists. And, this, and, he, and he transitioned from painting on trains to fine art. So this is one of his pieces. Well, Vernon, I became aware of the show coming up because we were over, my wife and I were checking out um, the Living Room uh, Cafe and we met with Laura Mann, who's the uh, the uh, owner, and set up this establishment mm-hmm. to provide this very cool. I mean, we're talking intimate. We're talking. You're you're right up with the artist. This is a, a classic cafe style place. Very comfortable couches and stuff like this. For you playing big a lot, this has to be really cool to be this intimate with your audience. Yeah, it really is. This is going to be the second time. I'm doing this Verntronics thing, and it's kind of like inspired by you know stuff that Robert Fripp did with Brian Eno. You know, and it's kind of me with a bunch of toys acting out. Also, I tell weird stories or true stories. Maybe the stories are true. I <laughs> but uh, Laura, Laura is such an awesome person, and and she's a you know she's a very talented singer songwriter in her own right. And I did a session for her years ago, and we became friends. And I love the fact that she opened the venue. It's oh, fantastic. It's great, and I think it's cool. Again, a lot of times you can see artists at, at one level, but to be in really in kind of a living room setup and, and get to experience uh, Vern Tronic. So you're, you mentioned uh, uh, Fripp and, and Eno. Um, mm-hmm. You look at the history. Impressive and I were trying to just, you know, nail down, and probably it's wrong to do that, where you gravitate to the most. You're all over the place, I mean, and, and, and can find everything that you love about each type of music style. But I'll ask, what what, what motivates you the most? Well, you know, you know the way I was raised. Um, my parents are from the Caribbean. I was born in London. I was I was brought to the country when I was one one year old. So yay, dreamers! Um, <laughs> one and a half, and uh, and I was exposed to everything. I remember I'm that old. I remember when the Beatles were on the Ed Sullivan Show, and I was never told ever this you should listen to this music you shouldn't listen to that music so it was just so i experienced um bb king bb king jimmy hendrix carlos santana experienced john coltrane and all of it was just input and anything that i felt was working so my palette for music is really really broad (laughs) it goes from punk to the most avant-garde, to folk stuff, to, you know, it goes all over the place. The only thing I'm looking for in music is a core feeling emotion. That's the only criteria I have for music. Well, you, you mentioned Coltrane, and um, I I used to listen, I'm a big fan, and it, it wouldn't really be in my wheelhouse, but I, that brought me over to experience jazz. And, and 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 jazz, so many times, we'll talk to the great rockers, the great musicians, who turned to jazz for inspiration. Preston says it all the time about how, you know, if you want to talk the real musicians, they're coming out of that camp. Not that there's, you know, everyone is true to their own thing, but that, uh, uh, you know, and with Jeff Beck um, oh my God. passing, oh my God. and and I I mean, I knew he was he was in that realm and, and playing that kind of music, but I didn't realize how deep and how profound it was for him. So well, talk talk a little bit about that if you well, want. Well, the thing the thing you have to I think everyone should understand um, that everyone in the guitar world, a world of electric guitar, particularly rock guitar, we're reeling, really. 
pretty much the passing of Jeff Beck. I think my friend Alex Skolnick from Testament put it best when he said, we lost the guitar head of state. Mm. That's basically what just happened. And Jeff Beck, he, he never rested on his laurels. He kept exploring. He, he started as a rockabilly prodigy, but he's one of the rare prodigies that actually kept growing and developing and kept refining what he did. Even when he did blow by blow and wired and even the fusion things, he didn't stop there. Mm-hmm. He started to incorporate Indian kind of bending. Nobody worked with the tremolo arm like Jeff Beck. I mean, he's really stag. It's a staggering, staggering loss. And, and, and for people from the top to the bottom, I mean, People are pretty much devastated by it. Well, and what uh, I think made him stand out is he, he played what he wanted to play. I mean, he he he, he went where his heart led him uh, musically, which for some people that can be uh, career suicide uh, if you're trying to make a buck uh, in the world that you work in, Vernon. Uh, but for mm-hmm. whatever reason, his his heart sung true, and it came through in the music, and he influenced so many great people. There's a great documentary out about him and how how he kind of broke out of the chains of rock music and started to follow a little bit more this jazzy path, and it made him so happy. You know, that's the thing. You know, that and Cars, right? <laughs> he, he's, yeah. he's one of the great auto hot rod restorers. I mean, you know, he shares that with Neil Young and Billy Gibbons. You know, he's a real gearhead. And, um, I mean, he was affected, say, John McLaughlin and the Mahavishnu Orchestra. That affected him a great deal. Or hearing Goodbye Pork Pie Hat. He's got one of the greatest interpretations of that beautiful song by Charles Mingus. You know, he just went where he went. But if you hear something like People Get Ready, he's still connected to gospel and blues. I mean, he's just an extraordinary character. And um, he just kept it moving. He just kept it moving. He's a huge inspiration to to so many fans. And uh, he's just a brave, courageous cat. I think of you and and we, you know, obviously we, we uh, you guys came out to the camp out and then you, you just killed it at the barbecue. And, and, uh, and I think one of the things that we really connect and, and enjoy being in your company so much about is your is your is your you you consistently derive joy from music. It seems to be that that, that it is uh, it is what you thrive on. Was there ever a point where there was a lapse in that enjoyment? Well, it, music is a tough. It's a, it can be very tough. And the thing the thing for me is music is is weird because it can be very frustrating but the funny thing about that is that i return to music to get me out of whatever doldrums i'm in you know so mm-hmm. music is is also it's a it's a weird job to have playing the guitar is it can be incredibly frustrating it's incredibly <laughs> boring to practice all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? i mean you know i say i say when i do clinics you know i, I say to guitar players all the time so check this out you know, we're all dealing with OCD. You, I'd say that right up top. We're, we're, this is a obsessive compulsive disorder. If you're playing that diminished pattern for eight hours, you're not well. Okay. <laughs> let's accept that. Let's all let's all come together. Let's all come together and understand that we're not we're not well people, and that's the first step to recovery. Yeah, but it's it's true. I, Preston, I mean, you know, even obviously you're, you're uh, uh, you know, I'm the host of this show, but you you practice your drums. I practice drums every day, and Vernon, it's wild, man, because I will uh, like you. I'm I'm uh, there's so many different styles uh, I, I want to explore. I'm like, well, you know what? I really don't 
not about reggae. I want to dive into my reggae beats. You know what? But I need to work on my shuffle beats. You know what? I really should learn how to swing. Or I need to, you know, work on my odd time meters. And, and, and it, there's so much. And I'll, and I'll kind of get fixated on something for a little bit of time, spend some time on it, and then I'll move on to another one. But that, that palette, that landscape of things to explore in music is just, is almost infinite, it seems. You know what's funny too is that you could be a great generalist, or you could just do one thing specifically. Yeah, like that's the thing about being good in music. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is connecting. So if you're like somebody that you know you could play all the different styles, that's great. Or maybe you're just funky, or maybe you just play country and western really well. Mm -hmm. That's okay, right? You don't have to be. The master of everything. If you're curious about it, I am. Go for it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But yeah. if if one thing is your thing, that is a hundred percent it. Once you, it's really about knowing yourself on a level, which is also a deeply philosophical question that we don't have time for today. <laughs> right, right. I, I do. I get really thirsty though when I'm uh, when I'm starting to dive into music and wanting to. Play. I want to be able to play it all, but I need to be more realistic about it. I did want to ask about your Verntronics tour and and yes. how you how you describe that. What what exactly is that that you're? Well, it's performing? a cross between a cross between a, a DJ set, a guitar clinic, and somebody telling weird off color. Make somebody just saying things that make no sense. So there's, there's or, or or make a lot of sense. You know, depend, you know so like uh, do stuff with it's a lot of looping stuff. Then um, I'll take a break and say something. Then I'll play another thing, and uh, maybe there's a sub- samples and looping, or maybe I'll sing a song if I feel don't feel totally freaked out. That's kind of what it is. All right. So you don't really have a playlist. You're just kind of rolling with it. Well, I kind of do have a play, you know, I do, I kind of do have a a playlist, but I also, it, whatever happens on the ground or on stage. I like that. Yeah, it's it's like a, a classic and evening with, and, and you, you, like we, I'm not a musician, however, I love music documentaries. I love documentaries about musicians. I just love them. So the David Crosby one, you know, over the weekend. And Rest in peace. Absolutely. And there is something that, you know, on whatever level you connect to something that you enjoy in your life, seeing an artist such as yourself and of your caliber kind of just lead you through some things, I think is 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 very cool. How has it gone over? How, how long have you been doing this tour? Wintronics thing? I've been doing it off and on for, for, you know, the time slips. Time keeps on slipping and slipping and slipping into the future. (laughs) (laughs) How long have I been doing this? Hey, uh, Vernon, I wanted to ask you, you know, we, we obviously we touched on uh, Jeff Beck and we, we lost another one of the all-time greats as well with Eddie Van Halen not that long ago. And, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, there, there are terms that get thrown around a lot of, you know, world's greatest uh, guitarists and things like that. And I kind of always feel funky about that because when, when Eddie died, he was certainly one of my all-time favorite guitarists. But sure. people like the world's greatest guitarist died. I'm like, eh, Steve well, Vai's pretty I damn mean, good, you know, and... I, I don't get defensive about it, but it, but it's it's so open to interpretation. Um, what what do you think about that when people throw around those those well, words? Well, the greatest. See, the thing is, the greatest are never heard. Mm. That's the thing you got. That's the sobering fact of it mm. is that they're wonderful. We were lucky to have Eddie Van Halen for as long as we did, as excellent and incredible as he was, is, you know? We were lucky to have Jeff Beck for as long as we had Jeff Beck. But the thing is, I had a friend uh, in Brooklyn named Arthur Rames, an old multi-instrumentalist, guitar player, 
piano player, sax player. He's still the greatest I've ever seen. And uh, he passed away in 1989. And um, I think about him. And one of the things that he taught me was that the world is random. <laughs> the world is unfair. Um, the world doesn't really pay attention all that much. And uh, everybody's taking their chances. Mm-hmm. That's what he taught me. But he also taught me just so so much integrity and so much excellence. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I, I think about that. I'll think about the song from Leonard Skinner, uh, The Ballad of Curtis Lowe. Uh, and he was just a guy down the road who played blues. And to this kid, he was the greatest guitarist ever. That's it. You know what I mean? That's it. And, and Absolutely. Yeah. I believe that's true. I, I had a friend of mine who gave me a tape of a guy who played me a tape of a guitar player from around and this and he didn't play like eddie van halen and, and he, he he didn't uh play like randy rhodes and i i was listening to it and i said oh this guy is as good as randy rhodes or eddie van halen and nobody know and this, this is one eight mm-hmm. and it's the guy playing guitar by himself <laughs> i'm going holy cow holy cow yeah. and for whatever reason, he didn't connect in a band, but but it's astonishing, and that's the way the world is, unfortunately. So, you know, a lot of it is for myself. I have a lot of gratitude about the fact that the universe, for some whatever quirky reason, it it decided that I would, you know, come out of all these other people, you know, and I think about that when I talk to guitar players and musicians and people, anyone with a dream. And you have to stand for your dream, but there's no guarantees. There are no guarantees in life, but you also have to do your best and hope for the best. And, and appreciate those things. You know, you, you as you obviously have your distinct style, but you've worked with so many other artists. I mean, um, you know, from uh, Santana to Jack Bruce to uh, Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson. I'm going through a list of some of the names here that are, that are yeah. listed. Um, oh, man. Do they come to you? Do they come to you for what you bring to them or do they come to you for you to help them find what they want out of themselves? Well, you know, it's a, it's a mix. It's a, it's a funny kind of mixed bag. There's like uh, playing on Mimi on Mimi's first record was just a, it was funny. It was a, it, it, that's a talk about a story. <laughs> what was that like? But well, it was kind of, it was kind of like a secret mission because, like, to, like uh, Tommy Matola. Oh, you know, I, I don't know if I can tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people are still alive. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was kind of a meet us around the back in the corner in the dark. You know, because partly, you know, Tommy. You, everybody knows that Tommy was involved with uh, Mariah Carey. But yeah. At the time, like nobody knew that they were dating, mm-hmm. and it, it was a very kind of hush, hush. <laughs> and um, and uh, Mariah Carey uh, was was a background vocalist for uh, Brenda K. Star, mm-hmm. you know, who's R and B singer, and she was really cool. She was really cool, and. Uh, and um, and obviously she's a you know we all know that she's the best or the world class yeah. artist and, you know superstar but she was super super nice you know and it was just a funny it was just a funny the way it was kind of like you know go downstairs and wait by the back end and, and, and she's like, we're gonna go into the studio this way and side that it was like Whoa. yeah yeah, yeah. And they're building a superstar yeah. yeah that's what you're doing yeah so like yeah so so I'm just um. 
I've been fortunate to have been around so many incredible musicians and also people. They're my personal heroes, Jack Bruce, incre- you know, and and uh, and uh, Carlos Santana. It's just kind of um, incredible. Yeah. When, when you're playing with those other musicians, do you are you cognizant of or or are you conscious of uh, of not playing anything that might be living color ish to kind of differentiate, or are you just playing what Vernon wants to play? Oh, we lost him. We lost him. We just oh, lost no. our connection. Oh. I was wondering why all of a sudden I just see me on our screen here. Should I answer myself? <laughs> I look good. What, what do you think Vernon Ooh. would say? I think Vernon would say, I would say he, he plays what the artist wants him to play. Yeah. But he's got to add a little bit of his own flavor. I don't know what the hell he would say. <laughs> I have no idea. Mm. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. All right. Well, he is uh, playing tonight at the uh, the Living Room Cafe. And Marissa's mm. saying, hold on a second. Uh, she's going to get uh, Vernon back on. And then, are we doing another Zoom right after yeah. him? Yeah. Okay, so maybe that's where the... Uh, there was uh, a collision. The disconnect is happening. I'm really sure. Uh, if, you want, if you're want, if you a fan of artists and, and they have, uh, you know, uh, the Hooters and other... other, So you have the Ardmore, which is a great facility. Uh, and then you have this much more intimate situation. But you're getting a lot of the artists... Uh, that you can see, you know, again, Preston, it's just like a hundred plus, yeah. you know, really, and couches and stuff like that. And it's it's a wonderful new venue open in November. So definitely check it out. Yeah, he's going to be there tomorrow night. Uh, the show's at eight o'clock and you go to livingroomardmore.com uh, if you want to get the tickets as well. But yeah, Steve, you were you were naming some of the uh, uh, the bands that uh, Vernon has played with. Are you back, Vernon? I am. Okay. Hey! Before, we go. Before, we go, before we go on, I want to make a shout out to my pops. Today's his 91st birthday. Oh, yeah. That's James, Ma- James Emanuel Reed. You know? Okay. Was he a musician? He, no, he is not. He, okay. he was he was an air tra- he was an air traffic controller. Okay. That's kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> pushing pushing ten. Yeah. Right, pushing yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. real quick I was uh, what I was in the middle of asking you, Vernon, was when you're when you're a hired gun, when you're when you're coming in to do session work, uh, do you have to be do you have to uh, be careful not to Play in a style that might be something that would be uh, you would say for in color, or are you just playing whatever is required at the time? I think you you have to be sensitive. You have to listen to the song and play appropriately for the song. I mean, sometimes an artist might want something over the top, or they want something that's kind of you know, kind of not super intense. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so it, so it all. It, it, <laughs> It reminds me of this funny story about uh, doing a session for Garland Jeffries, you know, mm. the legendary rock singer-songwriter. And I was playing on the song I Was Afraid of Malcolm. And, you know, I was in the studio. I started playing, and I was kind of going off. And then all of a sudden, you know, the tape stopped, and, and, and Garland was on the mic and goes... Everybody knows you can play guitar, Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh, yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, you, you, you... That's funny. I think it, for people that you, you look up to, you'd want to show them your chops and then, you know, but that's that's not always the, what they want from you. Yeah, but, you know, and, and funny, interestingly enough, that's that turned out to be one of my favorite... Um, sessions I go back and listen to and, and you know I still got to play but it was you know but it was really it was, I, it was a lesson that uh, I really appreciated I have to ask you quickly about this uh, this cruise it's coming up in March uh, with Brett Michaels Devo Howard Jones The Church Kim Wilde more stay in the time Ooh. is this your first time doing one of these things? 
No, no, we've done a few of them. You know, we've done uh, Joe Bonamassa's Blues Cruise. We've done Shiprock. Oh yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing Devo. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing seeing these the artists. So some of my favorite people. It's going to be very very funny. I think some people get dismissed. Cruises are very are very weird because you can't get off the boat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the boat man. <laughs> you can't get the off the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Well, the uh, the show for Vernon Reed is tomorrow night. Uh, it's at uh, the Living Room Cafe, and you can get tickets at uh, livingroomardmore.com, an 8 p.m. show. And uh, Vernon's hanging out, uh, telling stories, talking, playing, doing the whole thing. It's going to be great. Yeah, agreed. Uh, being, it is, a weir- being a weirdo. Being a weirdo, <laughs> answering questions without questions and so on. But uh, no, listen, man, we love having you on, Vernon. Thanks for joining us this morning. Man, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And uh, the living room was a great little venue in Laura's and awesome, awesome, awesome curator. And great carrot cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the food's exactly. really good. Yeah. Nice. All, All right. Well, thank you. Vernon Reed, everybody. Yeah. Take care, Vernon. Tomorrow night in Ardmore. He's great, man. Last time we talked to him, it was just, it was like a music history uh, class. But that's it. I mean, not only can he, you know, recall the history, he's he's part of it. He's worked with all these people. Yep, agreed. All right, is our next guest ready to go? Yes, he is. And we're doing this via Zoom. So, uh, all right, when you watch, uh, when you watch uh, any NFL game on uh, Fox, um, you may have heard this guy doing his job. Yes. And it's a cool, interesting gig. Um, and what catches my ear from time to time is sometimes you'll hear something like this. Yeah. Uh, the first time played. it caught my ear, as a matter of fact. And, uh, well, this is music from Fish. So if you're watching games and you hear music coming in and out of the commercial breaks and at different points uh, in the broadcast, this is the guy that does it. He makes it happen. And he goes by Jake Jolly. Yeah. So let's welcome Jake this morning. Hey, hey Jake. How you doing, man? I'm good, fellas. How you guys doing? We're doing great. We're doing oh, great. Really? Uh, yeah, we're getting ready to listen to the tunes. We're, we're getting ready to listen to your playlist on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, have you got to, have you got things worked out what you're going to do yet? Got a, got a few in there. Got a few. Funny, funny, uh, Funny thing is, for some reason, you know, Casey might uh, agree with this. A lot of a lot of bosses don't think I should just play all fish all the time. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> weird. Yeah, he can commiserate. <laughs> well, and and also, like, I had the um, I had an opportunity to actually meet you last year. Uh, you were in town for uh, for a Thursday night game, and yep. uh, and and so I, I went out and had a cup of coffee with you. Um, and as it turns out, yes, you do love the band Fish, but they're not your favorite band. I think you said Radiohead might be your favorite band. Have you ever played Radiohead um, going into commercials? I have. I have. It hasn't got nearly, uh, <laughs> maybe the very hardcore fan may may notice it, but there's nothing like uh, if you play eight seconds of a Fish tune that will get uh, <laughs> people noticing more than anything, which is kind of how it started. It didn't just kind of started just playing... Uh, you know, just playing some songs on the on uh, to do bumper music like you guys do. Yeah, every in and out of every break. So, exactly. I, mean, I, grew up, I grew up working in radio back in Cincinnati, so it was like it was my favorite time to do and like to just put your little songs going in and out of break. Yeah, it's a little stamp that you put on it. And for those who don't know, yeah, yeah. that's an industry term. We call it a bumper bed, and we use them every day, all the time. Uh, on the program, and we have fun with them uh, from time to time. Uh, and and you'll you'll do some things that I think people uh, sit up and take notice. I was watching the game on Sunday. You played some CSN. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you might have played Woodstock uh, uh, during a break. And I was like, oh yeah, David Crosby. David Crosby. I'm like, I thought that was a pretty cool conscious nod. You try to. 
Is that, is that one of the first things you're thinking of going in is what's happened uh, this week in, in pop culture news-wise that might kind of inform what music you're going to play? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, you just, you, I, I call them either something happened pop culture-wise or I call them like little Easter eggs yeah. sometimes. Like, you know, um, like I, I, I think during um, Thanksgiving, the Philly-Dallas game, Hey, it was like eight seconds of the dead milkman and fuck on a Philly touchdown. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, but like, you know, in Tom Bell, I think Tom Bell just passed away. So we played some spinners. So during the Thanksgiving week, so it was our Tom Hart, that's Philly soul. Right, uh, right. Oh. Jake, so. I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, Pearl Jam fan, and so you know, if I go to like a Flyers game or whatever, and I hear them playing Pearl Jam in the arena, I love it. Um, uh, but I also like, uh, you know, when an, when an organist will play a song, and I uh, remember watching a Flyers Kings game, and for a long stretch, they would play. Uh, the Game of Thrones theme, and they got such a reaction huh. just to that in the background. But what you do really is this subtle art form. But I, I think that more people might appreciate it than you know. Because I, I think people do pay attention to this stuff coming in and out of the break. And I'm so I'm curious as to like other than our conversation this morning, who's reached out to you and be like, yeah, thanks for playing that. Thanks for playing this. It, it's it's gotten pretty crazy. Like you know, we were in Buffalo once and I played Mo who's like from upstate New York there and they reached out and to like not totally to me but they heard it like you kind of hear secondhand story where they hear it um I do know like on the Super Bowl uh, a few years back kind of the first time I ever played fish or mm-hmm. wanted to play fish we do these Super Bowl intros for the teams it was for Atlanta it was the Atlanta New England Super Bowl and I, uh, it was tweezer it was tweezer and- reprise actually Yes, it was. It was Tweezer Reprise. And uh, after the game, it went on. I didn't even, you know, I was doing the game. After the game, my cousin texted me and said, hey, look at this thread. And it was Brad Sands, the former manager of no Fish, kidding. talking with Trey. He's like, hey, are you watching the Super Bowl right now? <laughs> like, Trey's just like, oh, my God, I got to root for the Falcons now. <laughs> so it does. It, that's the most kind of maybe the first time, like, well, maybe that, you know, you know, because in my mind, it was just like you're playing them for yourself. And you're just like, all right, I, I, I like this song's cool, but. Um, it, it definitely gains traction very, very quick. <laughs> uh, has management ever come to you and said, don't play that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. The more I do these, maybe it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing you have to be aware of is as songs with sensitive lyrics when something yes. has happened. I know that it's happened on uh, radio before. There's some kind of a national tragedy or a yeah. local tragedy. And you're not even thinking about it. And you play some song that has some yeah. lyric that doesn't really pertain to that at all. But a few people might hear it as a certain way. Are you cognizant of that going into the songs you're choosing? Yeah, I mean, definitely the, you know, there's a lot of songs that we put in there that, you know, you have to edit just the right way before they, uh, not you don't even edit. You just pick the right endpoint. Right. Um, and then you don't want to, you absolutely want to know what's all going on in current events. Like I would have, you know, you don't want to have any Kanye on there. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Could be a problem. Yeah. Except for Poopity yeah. Scoop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that might work. No, there's a song called Poopity Scoop, a Kanye uh, song. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. Uh, a, a quick question concerning um, the rights to um, you know, music and what you're able to play. Obviously, we, we as a radio station, we have our arrangement and uh, you, you know, the fee is paid for that. How, how does it work with you guys? It's almost the same way. I mean, it gets, it, you know, I, te- I wish I could just go in and uh, pick anything I wanted just to play. That's kind of the myth. Like, I just can't, like, if during the game, if something um, comes up and it's not been sort of uh, pre-cleared by our music department, um, you just can't just play it. So there are, there are little limitations. 
stations, you do have to go through labels and, you know, labels are sending stuff kind of the same way as the radio. They're sending stuff all the time. They want to, they just want the exposure pretty much. And, um, you know, you keep it under 15 seconds. There's, there's some ways there that you don't really have to, you'll, you'll get, you know, not in uh, trouble and like it's live use. There's all sorts of like little like red tape stuff. That, um, yeah. Hey, do you um do you ever like? I know that you kind of have a playlist going into the game, but will something happen during the game where it'll inform a decision? Can you m- make a choice on the fly? And go, you know what? Let's 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 dig this song out and and play, or or is it you already know what's uh, what your list is? No, I mean, like I don't know exactly. I mean, I have a list, but I don't know exactly. Um, what you know, you know, the first break in the court. I'm gonna play this one. Second break, I'm gonna play this one. It's kind of whatever happens in the game. And ah. um, yeah, and you it, play Karini first in uh, uh, the yeah, game. On I Sunday. do like doing a Karini. A uh, Karini opener always, as Fish fans know, is always <laughs> pretty much in for it. You're in for a night if you get a Karini. <laughs> so, um, but it, it's tough. Like it, it's. I wish. You know, I tell people this. I wish my only job on that in the show was just to like pick music out. But like I'm, you know, helping the broadcast out and doing other stuff and. It is kind of crazy to me that this has become like such a such a cool thing because it's just it just was literally just born out of like hey this is you know let's just update our music going to break instead of playing the same old stuff. That's wild. Play. So uh, Joe Davis has been doing a lot of the Eagles games lately. He he did a lot of the Fox broadcasts for uh, yep. the Phillies and the World Series as well. So uh, what sports do you cover and, and uh, do you have any correspondence back and forth with the guys in the booth actually calling the games? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so I I cover college football. Um, and they help out on NFL and NASCAR. And, um, so I'm with, I'm helping, uh, on the crew with, uh, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, who'll be doing the game this, this weekend in Philly. Um, Kevin Burkhart, um, he just wants Bon Jovi. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been wanting that. Greg Olson's coming around to it. He, uh, he, he's, uh, yeah. He's solid, he's man. He's a solid yeah. analyst. Oh, he's really good. He's really good. I tell him he's got such a good way of explaining football, but not like over the top explaining it. Like he explains it where a guy, you and I are sitting at a bar and we can understand what he's, what, what that means. So he's, he's, he's really going to be good. If you're just tuning in to Jake Jolly, he does see uh, sports in and out of the commercials on uh, Fox uh, NFL <laughs> games. And, um, anybody ever try to pay you to, uh, play a song? <laughs> yeah. Pay Yeah. Huh? It would be different well, than our rules, probably. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I'm I'm waiting for those backstage passes to fish. But I don't think I really got anything yet. Right. So. All right. So uh, another, I found out a friend of mine used to work uh, at a local NBC station. I went and, and saw what she did at work. And her job was to play all the sound cues uh, during the news. I never realized how many little sound cues are there. Like, they're going to go to a, a, a weather report. It's playing these little sound effects. Well, somebody has to make those sound effects. They don't just happen out of thin air. Right. And the same thing in an NFL broadcast. Sometimes you'll hear like, like a little sound effect thing. Do you do any of that stuff, or are you just strictly the music? That's just, I mean, the all the sound effects, like the whooshes and stuff on a football game, those will be our, those will most likely be in pre-produced packages that are edited already, going from our, so our sound engineers back in Los Angeles will edit those together and okay. put those together. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, the, the audio, the audio mixer, who's Jamie, Jamie McCombs, who, who's our audio mixer, he and, him and I will get together before the game and look through the songs and he, you know, he has a, he has a job of like making sure everyone's mics are well, all that stuff. And then when we go to break, you know, we'll come, kind of, Hey, what, do, you know, what are we thinking? What do we want to play? So let's play this. So that's, then he, he physically 
mixes it on the air. And break. so, do you, and I know that uh, prior to those guys departing for was it Amazon? Uh, you, you worked with um, Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman. Yeah, Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, do you guys uh, do you work with the same team every single time when, when it comes to like? Do you have a you have a football team and the NASCAR team and a college football team? Yes, I work with the same college football team, uh, like Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman with the whole year. And then I'll come on this group with Kevin Burkhart and um, Greg Olson just as kind of an associate producer, just helping out with um, edited pieces and stuff like that, which is which, which is what I did with uh, Joe and Troy last year. How'd you get this job, by the way, Jake? How'd this happen? It's all about who you know. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows Hardy um, Kempner. Impress you yes. and I. We play in the drive for autism every year with it with Artie Kempner. It's 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 his golf outing that he does for uh, Delaware Autism, mm-hmm. and uh, and so he's a producer for Fox. And you said that <laughs> first of all, Artie's honked off that uh, you get to do this interview and not him. Yes. Oh, <laughs> get Artie on too. Uh, but you also said he was very um, um, he was instrumental in in uh, your career. Yeah, he's he was he's been there for a while. He's um, so when you just start up in this business he's one of the guys he was always a director so he's always a guy that would help you out and make sure you got better um he'd let you know if you weren't doing it right for sure um so but he was a guy that definitely would take the time to help you out um along with many other uh people at fox but to make sure you're doing it right and make sure you got better so i see bob marley on the wall behind you has uh, does marley work his way into any of these uh bumpers not as much as i, I like his not as much as I thought. Like I think I have done like you know, sun is shining once because if the sun's out and all right. that stuff. He needs. You're, you're, it's a good point. He needs to work in a little more. I should. I should <laughs> right. do that. So. Reggae's a tough one, right? <laughs> it is kind of a tough, but because you need that. Yeah, you know, as you guys know, you need that old that hit right yeah. away. Yeah, like, we're, not, we're not building up to a song. You know? <laughs> all right, Jake. So obviously you're, you're a huge uh, Bengals fan. Um, give us your predictions for the weekend because uh, I'm feeling confident quietly about the Eagles, um, but I have no idea what's going to happen in the AFC. Yeah, um, I feel your confidence on the Eagles. Hard not to be confident, and it's hard not to be confident for, as a Bengal fan. It's a, it's very foreign territory to be very confident and very borderline cocky, um, <laughs> as you guys know the Bengals' history. But mm. I mean, when you beat a team three three times in a row, um, and what you just did in Bu- what they just did in Buffalo, I mean, it's hard it's hard for me to see them not winning in Arrowhead. All right. I love if they call it Burrowhead after that. So. <laughs> Burrowhead. <laughs> nice. All right. So, um, can we request a song uh, for the game on Sunday? <laughs> exactly. And, there, and he said, I'll try, I'll try. Yeah. which is a standard DJ response. <laughs> yeah, I'll try, I'll try to get that on for you. We all know that. Yeah, I'll try to get that on for you. We know the line, Jake. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, you're going to do some San Francisco centric songs and some Philly centric mm-hmm. songs, I would think. Mm-hmm. What, what, are, what are some things when Philadelphia comes to mind? What artists uh, come to your mind? Well, I haven't got it on um, yet, and I've been wanting to do a G Love. Definitely coming. <gasps> oh, oh G Love's yes. great. Yes, that'd be well, awesome. I love like the you know not the you know G Love to me is, was great, but not like the uh, the common or the the most popular choice. Like would be, but you know Hollow Notes is like, comes to mind. And um, yep. what about the OJ's Loaders Love, love Train? I can get that. We can yeah. get OJ. So I, I don't know familiar with uh, G Love's latest album, Philadelphia, Mississippi, but he's got a song on there called Love from Philly that's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> How about... Uh, I can tell my music department's already getting mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking something off... Um, 
Pink Floyd, uh, you know, <laughs> the wall. Dark side? Yeah, yeah. dark side, something with the long intro tie. <laughs> yeah, just the bells <laughs> ringing. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking computers because... Um, I was thinking all you zombies. Um, well, no, the... the bam, 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 nah, 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 dun, dun. She was a beep bop baby. No, 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 and we dance. And we dance. And we dance. That's we dance. It. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, you that's talk about. Tempo. Yeah, it's up tempo. Hey, look at us getting you fired. What should, the first, what should be the first Eagles touchdown? Yeah. Eagles touchdown, what should be it? You guys huh. tell me. Oh, what should be the first Eagles oh touchdown? God. Sarah's smile. We're on the spot. <laughs> oh, I got one. Well, okay. uh, it's not Philly centric, but what about uh, Hurt So Good by Mellencamp? I know. They did that last week. Yes. Okay. That, that played last yep. week. Yep. All right. I picked yeah. up on that. Damn, um, damn it. Uh, something Philly, something big, something uh, exciting. Uh, how about Springsteen song for the movie Philadelphia? Uh, no, that's like depressing, <laughs> oh, horrible, not good, yeah. slow. Yeah, slow, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, the obvious, the, the most obvious is Philadelphia Freedom. Yeah, but, but that's that's been done to done. I, I, I think that goes if they're like they're winning at the end or something like that. You yeah. Start, yeah. Do you do anything from uh, movie soundtracks like you know Rocky? Obviously, that's the other big obvious one for Philadelphia. Rocky's one that'd be you know that might be the movie soundtrack still a little hairy. With yeah. That. How about oh. Neil Young's song from the film Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> what about the opera scene from the movie Philadelphia? Maria Callas. I'm telling you, I think, and we dance. I think that after the uh, the whatever that what was that thing called the flute phone. What is that thing called? Uh, the, uh, a hooter. It's called a hooter. Yeah. Right after that gets done, and then it goes right into the up ten up tempo yeah. music. I think because you're going. It's, it, they, they scored. They they kicked the field goal. You're breaking for a commercial. Bam bam. No, it's great. And it's it, it's, it's a good it's call. A, it's a Philly band. And then oh. Our listeners right. that are going to be watching on Sunday, when they hear that, they'll be like, ah, oh, it's Preston and Steve, and then we'll get a... What? A we're season missing, desist. What, what, we're, we're missing an obvious one. What? Uh, the Preston and Steve song from Froggy. Oh! Local band. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That makes most sense. And if you can just crack the mic and say, thanks to Preston and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you would even have to... I'm going to get a lot of crap for this anyway. I'm sure my co-workers are... <laughs> they wouldn't have to pay any royalties at all for, for no. the Froggy song no, from Froggy. No, no, no. no. whatever. All right, well, if we think of something later on, we can send yeah, it to Jake. See, it's not so easy. No. <laughs> I know, right? But you got to make it just right. You got to make sure your your price counts. It is important. Yeah. Yeah. People love That's hearing. Why you, always just, you always just go back to fish. Yeah, yeah. Right. But Jake, I have, a, I have a text group of friends of mine from college that any single time you play First Tube or Carini or, or whatever, like it blows up. And, and I know that, uh, that Twitter blows up as well. And you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, Brad and, and Trey having a conversation about what you played yeah. at the Super Bowl. But apparently Paige McConnell He's a huge fan of, of what you're doing, and then you've also been featured on some, uh, you know, some pot. So anybody like in, in, you know, in the fish camp, we all, you know, we're all chattering and, and having these conversations, and, and so, uh, you know, thank you for that. Like, you, you know, you've yeah. definitely brought us all together. It's got to be good to know you can go to any city in this country and get a free cheese sandwich. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey man, freeze anything, right? Freeze for me. Free anything. All right, man. Well, you know, it's getting time to the end of the season. So, what do you do, by the way, when uh, the season's over? What uh, What else do you do? Straight down to Daytona, Florida, for NASCAR. Get God. NASCAR going. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a juggernaut as well. Yeah. yeah, excellent. All right. Well, listen, Jake. Thanks for letting us take a peek into your world. It's a really cool. And just to remind people, in in uh, 
in these industries, in broadcast, in sports media and stuff like that, there's all kinds of gigs yeah. that you never really think about that, that are available. I don't know if they're available, but they're an avenue yeah. that you can explore down the Jake's road. Jake's job will never be available. No. 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 Not until his cold, dead hands are off of that turn. <laughs> Try that job right. from his cold, dead hands. Um, all right, Jake, thanks for letting us talk to you, man. We appreciate it. Okay. Oh, and we'll play, the, we'll play a little fish on the way out. There there. We go. All right. Let's hear it for Jake Jolly, guys. I love hearing about jobs like that that you don't really, you know, think about that. Oh, yeah, that's a job. That's a full-time job. Well, you're right about the, the minutia involved in a standard. Let's take, a, take a, a standard news broadcast. Obviously, we're on for almost five hours, so there's a lot of stuff that's going on, and you're used to hearing it this way. But think in terms of other news broadcast or anything that's live, a sporting event like what he takes involved with oh, yeah. is just an army of people bringing it on. Yep. Yeah. And you know, and so when he and I sat down and, and had coffee last year, he told me a really funny story about uh, he was doing a, a, um, a game with uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. And he was telling Joe that, hey, Joe, your, your, your mic is live. Your, your yeah. mic is live. And, and Joe is like, uh, shut up. I, I'm letting the crowd. Like, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this a really long time. I'm letting the crowd tell the story right now. Right. You know, essentially is what he was saying. Oh, okay. Guy. Yeah. He said that to Joe Buck? You shut up. Yeah, because yeah, because Joe wasn't saying anything, and he was like, hey, Joe, you're, you're, you're live. You're, you're on. You're and it was on, a baseball on. game, right? Yeah, I think it was a baseball game. Yeah, you got there. There are times to, to let yeah. it breathe. And in fact, we asked Joe about that. There, yep. was, a, there was a play. Yeah. I got one in particular where he just kind of set back. And he let it unfold because there are times to do that. And it was the professional, Stephon, yeah. professional knows that. It was the Stefan Diggs uh, touchdown catch that launched them, in the uh, uh, the Vikings, into the NFC Championship game against the, the Eagles. And those who do it, you know, uh, do it... Uh, the ones who are masters at it, you don't see any strings. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just as smooth as can be. Well, Casey, give me some football ambiance oh. right about now because I, I think we need to do another giveaway with the President's Team oh. Blackpool, courtesy of Duncan. How many do you want me to give away? You dictate this, Casey, because oh. we got to get oh, these man. all done before tomorrow. How many do I have left? Well, we have 11 left, so 11 left. Okay. Let's, do, let's do four. All right, four callers right now. We'll start with caller number 11. All right, so 11 12, 13, and 14, you get a spot in our block pool for the tickets to the NFC Championship game on Sunday, courtesy of Duncan. Call right now, and we'll get you on the list, and hopefully you will be the one who is at the game on Sunday. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Alter Bridge. And Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. The Pawns and Kings Tour at Franklin Music Hall, Sunday, February 5th, hosted by our own Brent Porsche. Tickets on sale now. Listen all weekend to get on the MMR guest list. Text ALTER, that's A-L-T-E-R, to 39333 for a link to all the details. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Liberty Saves New Jersey. You can keep all your important keepsakes safe at home in a Liberty Safe. Liberty Saves of New Jersey, 130 in Bordentown or Route 73 in Mount Laurel, LibertySavesNJ.com. In Connecticut, a thief stole a hairless cat along with designer bags during a hotel room burglary in Shelton. Mr. Biggles. Wait, the, so there was a hairless cat staying in the hotel room? Yeah, and they oh, stole it. Man. 
Uh, the burglary happened on Sunday at the Hilton Garden Inn, and there were no signs that someone had forced their way into the room. The hairless cat named Princess was taken, Princess. along with a Fendi and a Gucci bag. The items are estimated about $8,500, not including the cat. Why would you take the cat? I don't know. Do they think it's worth money? Or maybe they'll they'll hold it it's hostage. A witness. Or they'll hold it hostage like yeah. they did Lady Gaga's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. bulldog, you know. Pet napper. I don't know where I am, but I can hear like a delivery truck out back. Uh, police have Sounds released. Like there's a train in the distance. A photo of the suspect <laughs> and their vehicle, and the photo of the suspect is holding what appears to be a blanket, wearing flip flops and socks. I'm hearing people talk with thick accents. And wearing a, a gray hooded jacket, so they are looking. That for sucks. The person. I By am. the way, my next purchase uh, or my hairless next, cat. My, yep, my next pet. I'm getting a hairless cat. Just to really? not deal with the shedding, and everything, or you just like them? I both. Yeah. And, and I've heard that um, they can kind of have an odor to them because they are hairless. But um, my cousin has a hairless dog. Uh, the dog is a little stinky. Uh, but I know a few <laughs> people that have hairless cats, and they said it's not like the dog. Okay. I, I don't know if that's the case, but if if it doesn't have a nasty odor, I'm in. And, yeah. and what you just like them, or I like them, and okay. yes, the hair situation, like to not have animal hair okay. on my clothes, would be like a dream that, come true. That's a laughable concept of <laughs> <at> my house. <laughs> uh, laughable. Well, one of our old interns, uh, yes, just got she was hair one on of that. the people that I spoke to okay. about the odor. No, all right, right, all right. right. never thought about that. All right, that uh, I'd be down with a hairless cat. Sure, That'd be cool. Uh, hairless pussy, if you will. Oh, a yeah. woman uh, killed well, in... Really Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> a, a woman killed in a... This is a, a follow-up. A woman killed in a fire crash on the Pennsylvania Turnpike over 35 years ago has been identified, the Pennsylvania State Police said. Uh, the woman was identified as Linda Jean McClure of Indiana, Pennsylvania. Along with their findings, a state police provided a photo of Linda from a 1975 yearbook when she was approximately 13 years old. The crash occurred October 27, 1987 on the Turnpike in Stony Creek Township. And according to state police, McClure, who was 26 at the time, was a passenger in a tractor trailer that struck a fuel tank of another semi-tractor Whoa. trailer. Uh, caught on fire. She and the driver were killed. State police said authorities were able to immediately identify the truck driver as a California man. But the woman's name remained a mystery despite multiple attempts to identify her. And then in August of last year, the Turnpike Commission agreed to pay for forensic gene, uh, genetic genealogy testing. And once funding was tested and secured, the police teamed up with an Oklahoma uh, establishment to uh, get an identity for the unknown woman. I'm sorry, not Oklahoma. Othram is the name of the company. Oh, okay. Or to at least identify the nearest living relative. Forensics evidence was sent to the lab. And uh, they use genome sequencing to produce a genealogical profile. And uh, the investigation went on from there. Police contacted her family, told investigators they last communicated with McClure in the 1980s. She was never reported missing to law enforcement, according to state oh, police. Wow. So she was 26, so maybe she was. Just, they thought she was just leaving just, or just living, off. living on the road or whatever. Uh, her brother submitted a DNA sample for comparison, and it confirmed she was the victim of the 1987 crash. It's amazing. Wow. Pretty wild, yeah. A woman was arrested last week after district officials discovered she had filed false documents to enroll as a student at New Brunswick High School. Isn't this is wild? A grown woman. Yeah. Uh, Superintendent Aubrey Johnson made the announcement during a Board of Education meeting. Johnson said that she was here for four days before being found out and barred from entering district property. All appropriate authorities were immediately notified 
and the individual in question was uh, arrested for providing false documentation. She does look young. I tried to uh, enroll at a kinder care about uh, six months ago, and the chick was up immediately. No, sorry to hear that. Yeah, uh, The woman was not identified. Uh, the woman did attend a few classes while enrolled. Students came into contact with her, were asked not to uh, engage with her again, either remotely or in person. Parents of students of the woman came in contact with, as well as all other parents of children in the district were notified, and the superintendent of the district will be reviewing its enrollment process from <laughs> here on. So. hanging out with the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. A drunk passenger stole a bus and drove it through a town, leaving a trail of devastation in the U.K. in his week wake. Uh, the bus collided with several other vehicles after it was taken on Monday evening. Other passengers fled in fear as the man allegedly took control of the bus and drove it through Milton Keynes, Buckinghamshire. <laughs> which is what Bucks County is named after, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Miraculously, no one was hurt in the incident. Uh, but a man has been arrested and charged with aggravated vehicle taking, uh, vehicle taking and drunk driving. Uh, the police said, when people say you've had a drink, take the bus... It isn't meant to be taken literally. <laughs> he was just following their, their request. They said this bus in Milton Keynes was uh, stolen by a drunk passenger earlier on the evening, and a trail of devastation was left as it collided <sighs> with numerous other vehicles before being stopped. So uh, they could have killed somebody. Absolutely. All right. And that's where we're going to wrap right uh-huh. there. Last story in the Bizarre File for you, my friend. Let us take a break and let us give away, let me see here. We're going to give away three more block uh, blocks in our block pool. And we'll take callers number uh, 15, 16, and 17 at 215-263-WMMR. It's a block. Yeah. Thank you. So those callers now, you will have a shot at winning tickets to the game courtesy of Duncan. And, of course, uh, there are other prizes to be given away. And we'll give you a $5 Duncan card for getting a block in the first... Just for getting a block... Yeah! ...in the first place. <laughs> we, so, we're just... I know. Insipid. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now, and we'll see if you get on board. We'll be back in a moment. Stay down. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. If your kids are bringing home itchy company like bed bugs, call Donson Pest Control and get that riffraff taken care of. But boyfriends or girlfriends, those are on you. Visit DonsonBROS.com to find an office near you. Donson, the pest professionals you trust. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Spin Doctors 93.3 WMMR. Everything rocks. It is 17 minutes after 10 o'clock on the Preston Steve Radio Show. A few more uh, blocks to give away for a block pool coming up in a little while before the end of the program. Promise you that. Uh, just a happy reminder that our Cardboard Classic is approaching. We are going to have this on March 3rd, Friday at Montage Mountain. And uh, registrations have been enacted and ready to go. Just make your plans now. Know that there's a concert as well that's taking place. Everclear. Is going to play that Friday evening at five o'clock. Love, yes, like not even that you don't late. Have to wait till ten o'clock at night. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's part of Mountain Fest, and then the next day it's uh, lit and fuel, and there's going to be fireworks on Saturday and all kinds of stuff that's going on. This is a beautiful location, and it's our first time there for this event, and we hope that you'll join us for this uh, inaugural event uh, that's taking place. Even though it's a traditional event that we do year after year, but uh, for montage is our first time, and we hope that you'll be there for it. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. 
venue change, that's the appropriate, or mountain change, and mm-hmm. all the stuff that they're bringing to the table, it's going to be awesome. So, details WMMR.com. In the meantime, we're going to do today's lesson question. We're going to give away a four-pack of tickets to Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show, which is at the uh, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks, February 3rd through the 5th. The question I'll go with this morning is, uh, what did uh, LBJ like to make in the bathtub? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. President Lyndon Baines Johnson. What did he like to do or make in the bathtub? 215-263-WMMR. You had to have heard it on the show. You'll never guess it in a million years. So let's see if you know the answer. Call now. We'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. We'll get some stories while we're waiting for that call. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Oprah Winfrey telling Hoda Kotb that she really only has three very close friends. The fabulously wealthy Winfrey then revealed them to be... Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, hey! Uh, uh, uh. CBS has just announced that Bob Hart's Abishola has been renewed for a fifth season. CBS execs commended the series, saying it's that rare kind of thing you reflexively renew because you don't want people to know you forgot it was still on. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Mike, the situation Sorrentino, you mentioned this earlier, and his wife, Lauren, have welcomed their second child, a baby girl. Sorrentino says his new daughter is beautiful and smart and is already correcting his English. Uh, <laughs> and that's your heart. <laughs> All right, we will uh, look for the answer. We want to know what uh, LBJ liked to make in the bathtub. 215-263-WMMR is our number. And we'll go to Glenn and see if he knows. Hey, Glenn, good morning. Good morning. All right, Glenn, so what did LBJ like to make in the tub? Bubbles. How, how would he make those bubbles? Fart bubbles. Yes, yeah, fart bubbles. Thank you. Well done, sir. Hang on, Glenn. Got a four-pack of tickets, Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show, February 3rd through the 5th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And huge savings on golf equipment and accessories. You can go to myphillygolfshow.com for tickets and information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, couple stories run by Axl Rose, broken to silence after eulogizing his friend, or you googling his yes. friend, uh, the late uh, Lisa Marie Presley. Uh, the Guns N' Roses frontman surprised many by not only speaking at the Memorial at Graceland, but performing November Rain, a song that she had previously suggested uh, be played at her funeral. We have a couple of clips of him speaking about yes, that. Yes, yes. Here we go. Yes, uh, it was my understanding she had actually talked about if the situation and so that's why you know i was asked to do it and of course i had to be here so she had mentioned she wanted axel rose to speak at his funeral which is pretty and and, yeah. and so uh, yes and he did it which uh, kudos to him and then another clip about this uh, he didn't plan on speaking at it. i didn't really know i was going to speak or anything and i, and I still feel like i don't know that i deserve to to be here but, you know, I, I wanted to do right by her and the family and the, and the fans. So it, it meant a lot. I was I was pretty nervous and emotional up there about it. Wow. This okay. is a different Axl Rose. Yes. And, I, and I like this Axl Rose, um, you know, and um, he's doing some very heartfelt things. And, yeah. and, and apparently, you know, for, for many years now, shows have been starting on time. And there's I think there's just a greater appreciation for what life has afforded him. I agree. Fall Out Boy has premiered uh, their new music video for the new single Heartbreak Feels So Good. 
Uh, the song is off of their forthcoming album, So Much for Stardust. And that is due out March 24th, uh, 2023. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, Metallica has announced a global listening party for its upcoming album, uh, 72 Seasons. The entire album will be played at the April 13th event one day before its street date. According to the official announcement, the Metal Titans have partnered with Trafalgar Real, uh, Releasing, uh, which previously helmed the 2019 cinematic release of Metallica's uh, S&M 2 concert uh, to premiere their 12th album and first since 2016's Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And each song on the album will feature a music video and commentary from the band. Paul McCartney posted a teaser for his first ever book of Beatles-era photos, which chronicles early Beatlemania. It's titled 1964, Eyes of the Storm. We mentioned that this was coming out yesterday. <laughs> the tome, which will be published on June 13th, features 275 shots of long, unseen Mecca photographs spotlighting uh, six city portfolios, Liverpool, London, Paris, New York, Washington, D.C., and Miami, along with McCartney's personal recollections of the photos. Uh, an exhibit of the photos will be shown in England's National Portrait Gallery this summer. So some of the pictures, they, they look pretty good. I yeah. mean, they're moments in time that are obviously, you know, center stage for music pop culture. Yeah. And then one last thing, uh, Blues Traveler headed back out on the road for a 17-city spring tour, and they will be in our area. Uh, they are going to be playing at Harris Atlantic City on May 20th. Uh, the band announced a new album uh, last, uh, I'm sorry, which will ship in the spring by posting uh, the limited edition double LP. is a selection of many of the highlights from our legendary 1997 fall tour uh, that produced the only acoustic sets at the original lineup of Blues Traveler, including our beloved friend and bassist Bobby Sheehan, uh, ever played on tour. These previously unheard and uncirculated tracks are remastered from the original two-track soundboard recordings for the ultimate Blues Traveler live and acoustic experience. So uh, it's a new archival set. It's called Live and Acoustic Fall of 1997. I bet they'd be cool to see in concert. Yeah. yeah. I always thought, I always kind of, uh, and I, this is probably incorrect, but the, the, to me, it, it may have a similar, like Dave Matthews sort of sound. Oh, you really they helped came to out watch that, them. Yeah. yeah, they came out of that same, you know, the Horde Festival. Yeah. And, and I've seen Blues Traveler. They're great. Liar um, Horde. Liar Horde. Liar yeah. Horde. Uh, <laughs> you but, know it. But liar Horde. Liar Horde. You know it. Dave plays harmonica on, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, John plays harmonica on, what would you say, on Dave yeah. Matthews? Ah, I didn't know that. Their okay. opening album. In opening 96, I went and saw the Horde Festival and Blues Traveler was the, the headliner and Dave Matthews was a supporting act. Yeah. And, uh, and over the last few years, I think I've Lying. Yeah. <laughs> liar whore, liar whore, and you know it. I do know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, but they are great live. They are, they're one of those bands that they do they do some jamming. They, yeah. They let the songs breathe a bit. And, uh, and it reminds you of Kingpin. Pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I like when there's how much dance at the end of the movie. Goodbye, whore. <laughs> Speaking of whores. Liar whore, liar whore, and you know it. That's when the whores come in. <laughs> I was a whore. What? We what? need more whore clips. What? <laughs> Goodbye, whore. That's whore. A- Horror montage. Is Goodbye Horror from Kingpin? Yeah, at the end, uh, yeah. when the Blues Traveler is playing. Okay. Yeah. It is The Blues Traveler, right? Like, that's the actual name of the band? Isn't oh. it The Blues Traveler, or am I wrong? Mm, I always thought it was just Blues Traveler, uh, but... I don't know. I don't... What the hell? Liar. I know it's The The Cure. I think it's Blues Traveler, Nick. Yeah, Traveler? I think it's just yeah. Blues Traveler. All right. That was way off. Whore. All right. There's another whore. Wow. There goes another whore. Liar, whore. Liar, whore. You know it. That's when the whores come in. I was a whore. All right. (laughs) 
the horror montage. Uh-huh. We need to have a liar, horror, liar, horror as a ringtone. I agree. That's oh, not while you're uh, having a very tense conference at work. Yeah. You're liar, right. whore, liar, whore, and you know it. You're meeting with your pastor. <laughs> What's that? Oh, I got to take this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it in music news. We're taking a break, but not before we give away the last four blocks in our block pool. All right, and we'll start with caller 20. So 20, 21, 22, and 23. It will be the last blocks that we have to give away. Now, Pierre's got more. Brent's got more. Jackie's got more. So make sure you listen to them. And, of course, you can enter online as well simply by texting the word Duncan because Dunkin' Donuts has given us these tickets to give away. Text the word Duncan to 39333 and we'll send you a link to get signed up. But we'll take all this 20, 21, 22, and 23 right now at 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. Coming back. We'll wrap it up. Make sure you stay with us. After more than 20 years of silence, Pantera has returned. MMR rocks. Pantera, August 2nd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. Listen in the afternoon this week for your chance to score tickets. Text Pantera to 39333 for complete details. Or hit up the concert calendar at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, 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 uh. On 93.3 WMMR, follow with me. I love that song. That is a lot of fun. It is. It is uh, 10.36 on a Thursday morning. Get ready to wrap up today's radio program. And what a day it has been today. We unloaded all of our block pool spots. And there's a few more to go. Uh, Not with us, obviously, but uh, Pierre, Brent. Jackie, and of course online as well. And you can go to WMMR.com. You can text the word Duncan because they're the ones who gave us these tickets uh, to Duncan to 39333. And you can get signed up that way too. And then tomorrow, we're going to have the contest. I'll tell you more about that when we uh, mention who's in the program tomorrow here at uh, Wrap Ups. But I would like to thank Mr. Vernon Reed. Yeah, so good. Of Living Color for being on the program today. And uh, he is going to be performing in Ardmore at the Living Room Cafe. And it's his, uh, he's calling it Bertronics performance. It's, it's just him and uh, telling stories, playing songs, uh, taking questions, doing things like that. I love this idea because, you know, he's got a lot to tell and uh, his his virtuosity is amazing. So that's smart 8 o'clock. And then we had, uh, we had Jake Jolly on the show. Hey. And Jake yeah. is the guy on Fox Sports that plays the songs... Uh, going into commercials and coming out of commercials and stuff. It's just kind of quirky, little, interesting job that you wouldn't even think about. Yeah, somebody's got to do that. He's the guy. Picks the songs that are apropos to the city or what's going on in the world at the time. And uh, he's going to be playing the music for the game this week. And that's just part of his job. He does other stuff, but that's that's become a very... High-profile thing now. Yep. So it was cool having him on uh, today, which is a lot of fun. Pierre Robert is here. Man in Black. How you doing, buddy? Thank you. Is that guy nationwide, or does he just do it locally? No, nationwide. He lives in L.A. Okay. Oh, I didn't turn that Because when off. he said um, <laughs> that his friends wanted were jealous that, that he was on and they weren't on, 
I thought maybe he was local and knew. Well, that the, guy's local. That guy that we were talking about lives in Delaware. Artie, yeah. Oh, okay. Artie and he's a big time producer. He's he's uh, he's a the big guy way who does the football mix. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guy that he was talking about, Artie does is a producer as well. And uh, oh, Fox I get Sports, it. I get, yeah, I get it. who okay. wanted to be on, but. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting job, you know? Very interesting. Yeah. And I love that you suggested the Hooters, Casey. It was very cool. Yeah. I think uh, that one is very, very Philly-centric. It's got a lot of energy to it. So, And then also I wanted to, if he does, that, in fact, play it, when our listeners are watching, I want them to go, okay, Preston Steve asked for that one. Ah, you know all right. I mean? There you, you go. Know I'm saying? Yes. Yep. yep. And if they play And We Dance, and then they could also go, and Pierre was in the video for that. Yes, they could do that, too. And then they could also go, and Brent has played the Hooters, and Jackie has been to a Hooters show. Mm. And that all on national television. And then they could say MMR was the first station to ever play the Hooters. And then they could go, and MMR is a cool place, and (laughs) uh, Philly's a cool place, and... I like South Street. Yeah. Mm. And then at that point, the phone will ring. It'll be their bosses. Exactly. And uh, we've got to take a second here, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. And let's go visit the Rizzo statue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All of this. Get away from me. (laughs) See, even the statue doesn't want to run. All right. All this taking place on Sunday. All of it on Sunday. We'll we'll watch it and listen for it. You're a creep. Uh, Uh, Shall we do the letter of the day? You got it, Gumbum. Man. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter? J as in jukebox. All right. Uh, You're a real crumbum. Yes. We have a $400 gift card to Nebraza, Brazilian Steakhouse in Horsham. And you don't want to miss the Sweethearts Weekend that's taking place in Nebraza, February 10th through the 14th. And you can, uh, they feature 15 different cuts of meat and fish, gourmet salad bar, and award-winning wine list with complimentary champagne and chocolate-covered strawberries, only for $62.95. That's a hell of a deal. Wow. Book a reservation now at nabraza.com. We'll give away that prize tomorrow. What's happening today, my man? Well, we will have more of those ice cubes to give away. Ah, very good. Um, More uh, uh, circular, well, they're not circles, they're squares, which will put you in the tic-tac-toe to possibly get you game uh, tickets for the thing on Sunday. Yes. So I've got those. We should record you saying that because it's hard for people to understand. Well, I think... You explain it clearly. Yeah. My goal is to clarify. (laughs) And when it comes to sports, I'm your guy. That's it. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I will also have a pair of tickets for Blues Traveler. You're just talking about them, and it is just Blues Traveler, not the Blues Traveler. Uh, mm-hmm. Easy easy mistake to make, though. Uh, May 20th at the concert venue at Harrah's in Atlantic City. Uh, also, we will have workforce blocks of Revivalists and KG Elephant, and, uh, of course, for Eddie Van Halen's birthday, a block of Van Halen. Have you ever been down to the uh, Eagle's tailgate, just out of curiosity? No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Never. Grateful right. Dead tailgate. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just think you would uh, you would like the scene. Well, I, I mean, Jason has told me about it for years, being one of the Django brothers or whatever you call it. Whatever. Django brothers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zubas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Django well, and Chain brothers. Yeah. Uh, and um, um, I should go sometime. Yeah. And maybe someday I will, but it won't be this time. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to go? It's going the weekend? Yeah. Uh, wait till warmer weather. I got you. All right. Okay. Your 50th um, anniversary with MMR. Yeah. Then yeah. we'll do it. God help us. If I, <laughs> <laughs> if I make it, I'll be lucky to hit 45. <laughs> but um, we'll see. I'm at I was 41 just trying to now. put a number way out there <laughs> so you won't have to worry about oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Let's, 
All right, and speaking of thanks, I would like to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan, also brought to you by Acme Fresh Foods uh, and local flavors tomorrow on the program. So playing Madden here to determine our winner of the block pool will be former Eagles, Brent Selleck and Freddie Mitchell. Awesome. So they're going to stop in this morning, which is great. We also have Colleen Wolf, who's with the NFL Network, joining us. You can see we're getting ramped yeah, up yeah, yeah. this weekend. I see where we're going. But uh, our friend, comedian Chris Porter, who I love, is going to be. He's, out, he's, yeah, got, he's great. Always oh, got great stories. And the Academy of Vocal Arts Ensemble. They are the opera group. That same Eagles fight song that we played the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. They were very stoked to hear that we played them. They're going to come in here. They're going to do the Eagles fight song a la opera. Wow. On the program tomorrow. That is correct. Yep. So cool. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you.